and welcome to the Nen Show podcast. Welcome and welcome back for anyone who's re- been listening since Naruto and anyone who just decided to pop in for Bleach because we're we're starting a new series. We're starting Tite Kubo's Bleach. Yay! Yay! With me here is Mathwiz, and yeah, we read we started Bleach. Um, I already said that. I've got my hearty glass of bleach right next to me, ready for this show. Yay! Uh, I'm excited. Everyone's... <laughs> okay, so before we get into Bleach, um, you know, just on the off chance you haven't listened to our Naruto podcast, and I don't blame you, it's forty hours, forty one hours of Naruto discussion. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the whole series, the whole thing, the whole dang thing. Um, that said, we're probably going to, or at least I keep thinking of, like, comparisons. Not, not like, major ones, but usually, like, even if just how I felt, you know? And Naruto was good as, like, like how, how did you put it? Like, a litmus, sort of, but about, like, what shonen can do well, what it can do poorly. And so it offers a lot of good grounds for comparison for basically any series in the future we're going to discuss. So, not that you need to have listened to our discussion on it, but as long as you know Naruto, you know, it just, uh, you know, it, that'd probably help. But, um, but I guess on the, on the subject of things Naruto-related, um, one person wanted, wanted me to, um, say, ask you about, like, who are our favorite Naruto waifus, uh, or whatever, so, but I forgot to ask, so, do you have a, do you have a Naruto waifu, a Naruto best girl? Uh... I guess I mean, my not, because, like, I, I just can't even... Of, yeah, it's like, it's Kishimoto, female characters, does not compute. Um, but, like, I don't know, my favorite is probably Hinata, because she's cute, I guess. So is probably but, but the best even character, then, I don't, even though there was a like, lot of problems I guess with her. It's, like, the most endearing female character, probably Hinata, but I wouldn't even call her, like, best girl, because I don't... She wasn't that she's, great of a character. Exactly, like, she's just cute, that's all she's got going for her. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. Um... So yeah, I guess we're in agreement. Um, okay, so we're done with Naruto, okay. Um, so one last thing before we start getting into it is, um, in the comments, I'm going to put the, the sort of the rules that we, I, or I'm, I, I have in mind when I choose a series to go on the list, and the massive list of series that we'll, we're not gonna fucking read all of them, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, so if you want to add something, um, make sure it's, you know, in some way, um, you know, it follows the rules. I'm not going to break down the rules here because I don't have them up right now. And, of course, it shouldn't be on the list, preferably. So, um... So, yeah. And uh, oogle at our fucking massive mammoth of, like, 60, 70, 80 series, give or take. Fucking, it's ridiculous. Um, and we're on number two. <laughs> Yay! But at the very least, uh, we're getting the big ones out of the way first. So yes, that, the, um, everything else will go by quicker. This is, like, I think the only other big ones we have are Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Hajime no Ippo, which are both over 100 volumes. But like, even then, like, there's I don't think there's any other ones that are even 70 or higher, like these uh, three that we're touching on. So um, yeah, these are the biggest ones. But um, but anyway, to completely change the subject, uh, we I forgot to mention it last time. This mentioned it la- uh, last time as well, but. Um, we read Zombie Powder. We're not going to discuss it at length, but Zombie Powder was Kubo's previous series. It was only, like, four volumes long. It had a few of his one-shots in there, too. Um, I don't know, I guess, like, real quick, what did you think of Zombie Powder? Just to, just, uh... Uh, I guess to, to boil down my thoughts, I did put out a tweet. Uh, Zombie Powder was, was pretty meh, but, uh, Elwood is a good boy. I liked, I liked yeah, Elwood. he was cool. Um, one of who wasn't cool, even though it's Kubo really, really wanted me to think it was cool, Gamma. 
He made me want to die. It's funny because like he, they mention his name constantly. Like I got very much so a uh, Vash the Stampede vibe from this guy, but only if like you stripped away a lot of the nuance of Vash's character and you just kind of had cool guy who's goofy. Um, yeah, this, Maybe, this yeah, gamma but it's like, guy. Oh, he's he he fought with his left hand instead of his right hand because he uh, fuck you. Um, he just <laughs> why I don't like. Tsukubo was very obsessed with get, trying to trying to get me to think it was cool, and in that his attempt, he made he, I ended up finding him very uncool and tiring, and I don't know, overall it didn't do do a lot for me. I don't think I hated it. Um, I wouldn't say, like I don't know. It makes sense why it was canceled. I'll just go. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean but, it, um, it had good things about it, um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't super gripping. Like if 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 you had told me that Zombie Powder had like. 70 volumes of material i don't think i would have continued it unless it was <laughs> like for this podcast obviously <laughs> but um but i will say and i'm you 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 could probably agree with me that uh these opening volumes of bleach notably better than zombie powder um yeah yeah they were definitely better than zombie powder uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> you've worded that in a weird way um <laughs> all right so um oh yeah and um also in case you're this you're new um we do respond to comments from the previous episode, um, it, the only except in this in in this case when we're starting a new episode. Um, so if you want to leave a comment, we might talk about it uh, about the discussion that we have in this episode. Um, then yeah, well, we might bring it up next time. So, but I guess before we jump into the discussion, which I was about to do, I forgot. Um, personal histories. This is sort of how we go about spoiler discussion because with Naruto, we both had a experience with it, so spoilers weren't an issue. But with Bleach, it's a little different. Like, what's your math ways? What's your personal history with Bleach? Um, have not read it. Have not watched the anime. Right. I've heard right, so basically things. You know like, nothing. I guess my, the extent of my knowledge oh, no, on it is probably like Eyepatch Wolf's The Fall of Bleach video, and that's probably the most extensive I've ever looked into Bleach. Yeah, right. So, um, and well, with me, I did try to watch the Bleach anime many years ago. I got to the, I, I, I've, I've already experienced all this material that we're discussing today. Um, I got a little bit into the next arc, the Soul Society arc, and I got bored and dropped it. But um, but that even but well after that, I um, I I'd listen to discussions because um, I was just my it's a long running series, so I'd pop into threads of people discussing it. So I picked up a lot of names, a lot of terms, some of the later plot twists. Um, I think like I don't know the characters at all. Like I basically because people would only talk about what the character like does in the story, so I didn't didn't really get a grasp of their personality if I heard hear a name like Grim Joe. Or something like that, but um, but that said, I still know some things. Like uh, even like reading through this this stretch of chapters, there was one thing in particular that I'm not gonna spoil, but um, I, I have it in mind later because there's something I, that I know that gets revealed in the future that sort of recontextualizes a couple parts of this stretch of chapters. But uh, but um, but as far as spoilers go, I'm going to tr- do my best to not spoil anything I know comes later because. You know, this is basically our first time going through Bleach, and it might be the same for people uh, watching and or listening and reading along. Because you know, so yeah. And I do think this will be an interesting test of like talking about a show that you know some like you know figuring out how we're gonna do spoilers for the Nen show. Because for example, if we would read One Piece, uh, I'm not very familiar with One Piece, right. but. Yes, I'll want to try to do the same thing because I hope people will be reading along, you know, because with One Piece, it's a popular series that's really long. So people have been probably avoiding it. But I know everything. So it's also like, well, 
Well, yeah, it'll yeah, also what, be what good kind of to kind of gauge what kind of a discussion we can have, because like if not digging into spoilers sort of hinders the discussion, well, then maybe we should you know rethink things for yeah, well, for future yeah, yes. stuff. I mean, in this case, I don't think it hinders discussion because the one made there's like well, there's one thing I actually do get to talk about because they kind of showed it. Um, we'll get to that later. But um, and it's not even really a spoiler. It's just sort of a mechanic of the setting that um, there's a maybe a minor inconsistency, but maybe it'll get explained later. I'll, I'll bring it up. But um, anyway, let's actually finally get into the discussion. I'd say because I think I'd said uh, I've said all my piece on spoilers. And I mean, in the comments, you can spoil all you want. Just preferably maybe keep it um, marked. You know, just in case anyone else is going through the comments. You know, just just general common courtesy. I mean, I personally, like, if I get spoiled, especially on Bleach, I'm, I'm not really going to care. But, you know, other people really do care care about spoilers. I'm not one of those people. You know, just just be cool. Be, be cool. All right, so... <laughs> finally getting a discussion. We are introduced to Ichigo Kurosaki, who keeps getting called Strawberry, which I'm pretty sure is a nickname. But, you know, it's literally what his name means, so... Um... You know, he's he's your, your delinquent with the heart of gold kind of deal. He likes ghosts. He can see ghosts. Cute ghost girls. Um, and I gotta say, like, because we get introduced to his family, too. And, like, to, to compare it to Zombie Powder, because Zombie Powder also had, like, four ma four characters. But, like, instantly, like, within pages, the, the dynamic between this family is just so much more lively and fun than anything in Zombie Powder. <laughs> We're talking about four main characters in Zombie Powder. Are you also including the girl who gets shot and killed in the first? Um, no, I was thinking there's the spy guy, there's Gamma, there's Elwood, and then there's the lady chick from later. Oh, the, oh that's, the that's right. Yeah, the tripod of justice. I forgot about yes. her. Yes, yes. That's what I was thinking. About. And I was like, like, what did those characters, like, do? Like, I don't remember much of their interactions. And no. I, and, no. But then just, nothing, like, in... Nothing really from Zombie Powder sticks with you, like, exactly. character-wise. But, but just, like, in a few pages, like, this whole family, like, you get them. You get the. They all have their distinct personalities and the ways they relate to one another and or act to each other, and you just instantly like get it, and it's kind of it's fun. And also, um, Ichigo's. Uh, well, I think the older little sister, uh, Karin, um, already much better than Naruto's Karin, like so much better. <laughs> Not that that's a, a high bar to reach, but she's she's yeah. good. Um, Not that there's much competition. <laughs> exactly. Well, I thought it was funny because it's like, hey, I recognize that name. Um, I also prefer this one. Now we can um, say the name Karin without wanting to vomit. <laughs> All right. So yeah, just, you know, lots of fun family antics. Cause that's the thing. That's what I kind of, what I feel overall about the stretch of chapters of Bleach is there's a lot of fun, just, 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 just enjoyable, goofy fun. And I appreciated that, you know? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how it, I want to say this. Cause like Naruto had comedy, Naruto had fun moments, but I don't know. I'd almost say that like, I, I don't know if I'd say that I prefer these, like, moments of fun and just more, like, grounded antics stuff more to what Naruto had done. Uh, well, I don't I know. Mean, it it was interesting. That, like, it was the engaging. characters in Bleach are more at least likable at this point, even if, like, like, <laughs> I mean, at this point in the story, Sakura was saying, man, orphans, sure is good to be an orphan. You don't even have any parents. I'm like, Sakura, what the fuck? You know, and Sasuke's being a, you know, a little dick. Like, you know, Kakashi's cool. Naruto's kind of a loudmouth. So, so, you know, if someone's just read, like, this stretch of chapters and the first stretch of chapters in Naruto, you know, I could see them liking the cast of Bleach better. You know, even yeah. if, you know, I think Naruto, especially later on, has more interesting elements. Um, you know, as far as, like, pure enjoyment, I might, I, I don't know, at least reading The Wave Country the first time, like, now I'm not, I, I might like it more if I reread it now, but, as I mentioned last time, but, uh, 
I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure I enjoyed the stretch of chapters of Bleach more than I first enjoyed the first stretch of chapters in Naruto. Just on pure enjoyment level. Yeah, um, I definitely think, like, early on, I think it's much easier to get invested in the characters of Bleach than it was to get invested in the characters of Naruto. Yeah, um, at least to a degree, but um, it, we'll to talk a, about Like, that to later. a degree, in certain aspects, like, I don't know, these just feel, I guess, more like... I don't want to. I don't want to say they feel more like real people, but there's just like something about the way that they're characterized in a more sort of like nonchalant manner. Like it's not like oh they do this because of plot reason. They they just like I don't know. There's more that I can kind of get about their personality. Like I can kind of picture putting yeah, them well, in different. There's like little details, you know, like um, well, like <laughs> with Rukia because we get introduced to her. She just comes in and does her thing. And then, well, like, when she's explaining, you know, Soul Society and Soul Reapers and Hollows, she's, like, doing it through these, like, cute images. Yes. <laughs> um, I just love the trope of, like, cute girls who like cute things. Um, that it always gets me. Uh, so, it's just, I don't know, Ruki is cute, so. Oh, yeah, my um, favorite, probably one of my favorite parts of this early stretch of chapters is when she gets in- first introduced. Um, well... I don't know, is it okay if we just jump to that? Or... Oh, yeah, I, I was kind of getting to that point, because I don't think we had much to say. Like, the family, they're cool, the the, the mom's dead, that comes in later. Um, yeah. You know, like, there's but, not much to say about them right now. But, um, but definitely one of my yeah, favorite Rukia moments was just when she shows up and she's looking all, all dark and brooding and, uh, <laughs> dare I say, edgy. She's just coming in and she's like, oh, I've got serious business to do. And then Ichigo just walks up and kicks her and it's, and it's just so goofy and comedic and she's just like, she's just flying away and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's just, he doesn't give a fuck. But, um, but yeah, she's a soul reaper. She explains her deal is they deal with ghosts. They get, they, they make sure they pass on properly and each ghost can see ghosts so it can see soul reapers. Um, she also, she's also got like some magic, uh, stuff, the reaper arts, I think they're called. Um, she does a few of those, um. But yeah, it's, it's it's exposition, but it's it's delivered alongside like just lots of little little you know stuff like the the reactions and you get um, the dialogue like it's it's fine you know this is stuff that needs to be established and it's not like like I'm not like drained like oh boy all this exposition instead I'm like oh yeah these characters are just they're just interacting it feels natural you know mm-hmm. um, I do like the one little panel where Ichigo flips a table and there's a note attached to the table where it says caution for use in sight gags only. <laughs> didn't catch that that's pretty funny um <laughs> fucking kubo that's pretty good <laughs> yeah very very quickly throughout this story and it only became more pronounced as we went along but i'm i feel like i'm far more invested in the the little comedic bits than i am in the actual plot of the story which is uh that's not a good pretty... sign but... no but um you know take what you can get <laughs> yeah because i <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I think I agree, and that's where I, I think the fun comes from. Like, what's what was funny about Wave Country Naruto? Like, I mean, like, I, I certainly know that Kishimoto tried to, you know, make jokes and tried to make things. Funny, oh yeah, but... Naruto and Sasuke kissed. Uh, that's that's pretty funny, I guess. You know, like it's not, you know, he definitely tried, but it didn't land. Like, well, because um, yeah, well, yeah, because I, I definitely have some things to mention later, but um, yeah, but um, for now, yeah, the humor is definitely good. So anyway, uh, yeah, Ruki explains herself, and then a hollow shows up, and, you know, we're, we're getting, like, I don't know, Ichigo's, again, he's, just, we just know his character, he's just the, you know, he's, what's the word I should look for? Um, you know, he was willing to put his life online, because he's a good boy, and, you know, it's not the most brilliant characterization, but it gets the job done, I suppose. Um, well, there's, we might go a little bit more into it later, but yeah, the, the hollow attacks, he goes after a soul energy, so there's a bit of, uh, like... Oh, it's Ichigo. Is it Ichigo's fault? He was the hollow attracted here because of him. Is it? Is that why it attacked his dad? 
and uh, the sisters and everyone. And but anyway, then um, Rukia passes her soul energy to Ichigo. He becomes a soul reaper and like a really strong one somehow. Which like okay, I guess we I guess we could talk about that for a little bit. Is um. How did you feel about Ichigo's being really strong? Especially after Zombie Powder, which had Gamma being really, really, really strong. I mean, certainly Ichigo's strength... Well, I don't know if I want to say that, but, like, Ichigo is at least, like, a better character than than, yes. than Gamma, Gamma, however you're supposed to say it. Yeah, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, but, probably Gamma because Japanese pronunciation, but whatever. But Gamma yeah, is but, how I'm used to it. I don't know. Like, there was just... With Zombie Powder... There wasn't enough, I, I don't think there was enough there to kind of distract me from, yeah, this guy's just super powerful, and that's just not a character exact, like, archetype exactly that I particularly that, care that, for. That's um, how I put how I put it myself, is just like, you know, it, it, him being, like, really strong could be used well, but he doesn't have nearly enough personality to carry it, you know? Or with Ichiko, you know, he does have a bit more personality, but he's also, like, he's also, like, um, he also kind of has no idea what he's doing. Like, he's just really, like, he's, he's, he's a giant fucking hammer that he barely knows how to use, but it's still a really strong hammer, basically. Um, like, there's no, there's no, uh, there's, well, as we see later, there's no real nuance to it. He, like, he's always at full blast, kind, well, kind of, but, um, and he's still really strong. But, um, you know, he, and that's, I think that's what makes it more endearing, more tolerable, you know, because, again, he's, he's still learning the, tr- the trade. He's very new to this, so, um, it keeps him grounded a bit while allowing room to grow. The question is how well that's handled later. But in these stretch of chapters, I was pretty okay with it. And there is some more, like, like what the fight is just like, yeah, there's a hollow, he slashes the hollow, the end. Like, there's yeah. not really much to say about it. <laughs> yeah, certainly I mean, it's well the, drawn. Like, the hollows the as enemies are not particularly engaging. Yes, that's true. But um, there's maybe one exception later. But, um, well, because I was thinking about, like, how do we rate fights? You know, and we were talking about, like, emotional versus technical before. And I thought about it um, after the fact, and I was thinking that it could even be spread to, like, um, you know, like, emotional is pretty closely t- tied to, like, thematic, like, the meaning of the fight, what it matters, like, how yeah. what it represents, kind of. And then, But there's also, like, aesthetic, you know, how good the fight looks, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, and, that too. And because we didn't really talk, I didn't really think about it from those lenses during Naruto, but... Um, well, I think we talked about it, like, the th- themes of the fights, but I don't think I mentioned that, like, rating a fight. I think I just mix it in with emotions, but, um, you know, even though they're separate, really. And, um, but yeah, but yeah, like, I will say the fights, you know, are well drawn. Like, Kubo, you know, they're, they, you know, not, is it the best art? Maybe? I don't know. But it's, it looks good. You know Kishimoto, some of, some of, like, Kishimoto did a lot with, like, trying to, you know, as we said, trying to position a camera, trying to come up with different angles to make things look cool. But, I mean, like, there were certainly really cool panels in his shots or in his fights. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if they were always, you know, very aesthetically um like I don't know. I don't think I guess how I want to say it is that like Bleach with the way some of the some of the fights are drawn, the way they look, they do I guess have more of like an aesthetic impact than than some of the fights in Naruto. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I agree cuz I'm trying to like what were the most well-drawn fights in Naruto? I don't really remember. And if anything, I was usually poking fun at the art, like that one double-page spread of Sasuke and Itachi just throwing endless shuriken at each other, just because <laughs> I just find it amusing that shuriken are being used at all. And then, um, you know, not that the art was bad, but it's just like, that's the kind of thing I would think about, you know? Just like... Because that's the thing, the mechanics of Bleach are much simpler, so the fights are going to be much more simple. 
um, for the most part. So, you know, it, they there, there needs to be something there. And, you know, so, like, you know, decently drawn art is definitely something. And, yeah, it did, like, like the fights on a visual level, even though I normally don't care for, like, it's not going to make me make a fight good for me, even if I could, it, it could be a total, it's a perfectly valid reason to like a fight. But I just, again, I more prefer, like, the technical aspects, the what mechanics are playing off each other, that kind of thing. But, um... But yeah, it's fine. You know, it's it's perfectly serviceable establishing chapters. And um, yeah, Ichigo's a strong boy. Not sure what else there is to say about that. That was just the first chapter, though. Although the, the way that this plays out was perhaps a little weird because like Rukia, she uh, tries to transfer over her powers to him, but ends up giving, you know, she only wanted to do that partially, but yeah, she gives or, them all or... over. So then at that point, she's already kind of like, that was her purpose to the plot, and she's lost her powers, so, like, where does she go from here? Right. So, you know, she's kind of stuck in the human world, but, because uh, she doesn't have any power, but she can, and she can't exactly get it back. So, of course, that's that's our main, you know, story thrust, is Ichigo is the substitute Stol- Soul Reaper. He's the, he's got to fill in for her while um, she's out of duty, bas- or, you know, basically so. But anyway, we get introduced to the school, and we see a bunch of the students, like, uh, Orihime and Tatsuki and what's the fucking short dude's name who gets all the ladies uh, I don't remember does he have a name Mizu Mizuhiro is that it <laughs> okay sounds I mean, right um, <laughs> yeah sure but um and of course Ruki is there just all of a sudden um, much to Ichigo's surprise that was a little funny but um also they call they call in the translation they like as far as this translation goes I don't think it's you know it's like Naruto tier bad. I thought it was fine overall, but there's just a cut like Dark Force. I guess that's like Soul Energy. I'm not sure why they called it that, or if, is that Kuba calling it? I don't remember that from the years ago when I watched the anime. <laughs> um, I don't know. Overall, like it's enough that I can still tell what's going, like what's happening. But they definitely slip in all Japanese terms sometimes. But like they don't, they use Soul Reaper instead of Shinigami. Um, but then they use Gigai for like the human bodies that Soul Reapers inhabit. Um, temporarily while in the human world. What so. was interesting about that is that that was a term that they always stuck with, like, the Japanese one, but there was always a translator's note, you know, underneath yeah. it, where Naruto didn't really have any translator's notes. Like, that no, just didn't. No, and that's the thing, is that they were these were translated around the same time, like, these early volumes, you know, because they were all popular series, but... um but yeah, they did. There's there's definitely different translators that work in different series. But what's but what's weird about it is that there's different what's the word um translating styles at work too. Like you'd think V's would be like, okay, this is how we do, this is what you do. Like you have, uh, but then I guess that, yeah they approach each series series kind of differently. Maybe they just gave their um, translators a bit more freedom. Um, so obviously there's some no notes like no batch of translation notes at the very very end. Um, but yeah, it was definitely it's definitely worth noting. Um, Again, I didn't. Well, there was one of uh, mistranslation later, but um, I'll, I'll I'll mention that. Um, but yeah, so we get we get little tidbits of the students, and you know we're kind of getting now we're kinda, now that we know like the base premise, we're kind of getting introduced to like the the more general like this is how the story is gonna go. Like the, well, in this case, we get this conflict of I guess, well, duty seems duty and honor are definitely seem to be the most like noticeable themes in this stretch of the story. You know, like it's. Like, well, because with Rukia, she has, um, and that especially comes in later, you know, she has her duty as a soul reaper, but then Ichigo, you know, has to inherit inherit that duty, but he doesn't have the obligation. You know, he's just a normal guy, and that's what happens in this chapter, because you got the kid being attacked by the hollow, and Rukia points out some potential hypocrisies in how he's approaching the, the situation, you know, kind of kind of convincing him to do her job. And I thought it was a fine little conflict. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was definitely, I think... 
as far as themes ideas go that was probably the most interesting part of it for me like the most interesting moment okay yeah yeah because when well that go, kind of goes back to how i compare, compare how i'd compare it to reading the wave country of naruto it's like i do think like you know even though we had problems at the time um you know the themes that naruto was exploring were more interesting than what bleach is you know going for but again but bleach was just more enjoyable so that's where i divide my enjoyment between the two kind of so but yeah it was fine you know you get another fight just another quick fight of him beating the shit out of another you know monster yeah because yeah mindless monsters don't really make for great um you know action or at least great fights especially on a technical level like i prefer but um so what, what he's doing here is he, you know the fight it, it, the fight is about more than the fight it's about that that their their ideals you know like if ichigo like you know again if, if he fights then you know he has to like weigh what weigh what he's fighting for against what rukia wants of him because you know like she she points out you know you can't just um fight when you feel like it you can't just um yeah it's solid and you know well because the and the other aspect to, of the you know the conflict is also just ichigo in general he's he's this completely new set of eyes to soul reaper society and i imagine we're gonna get way more of that in the next arc but um you know so he he's a lens with which to sort of reevaluate their their um what they do what their traditions are and we um that comes again later with uh what's his face uh ishida because he's the quincy um but anyway, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so anyway, moving on. Because, um, yeah, it's very episodic, so this uh, this discussion is basically going to be like, okay, here's this little chapter. This here, Here's this um, arc, this brief little arc. Because, th- of course, we've talked about this before, but shonen stories are always structured. They're like, um, you get like a bunch of like little things, and then you get like one bigger arc. Because later we get uh, Ishida's arc, which was longer than anything that came before. And you get a couple like longer arcs, but... Um, yeah, I personally think that, like, even though Bleach had, like, more, uh, like we were saying, more enjoyment, like, the comedic aspects were, were pretty cool, and a lot of, like, the family interactions and stuff, just getting to know the characters, but I almost prefer Naruto's introduction more, just because I feel like Bleach's is just really slow. Like, there's a lot of episodic mm-hmm. stuff that it kind of kicks off with, and okay. Naruto did have well, see, sort of... I, I... I mean, very little of that, like, because it, it was just, like, the, the, it was the, the Team 7 formation, and around that there was a little bit of episodic stuff, and then it was right into the wave country. Like, that's the thing, is this is 56 chapters, but with Naruto it was, like, 34, um, for just the wave country arc, I believe. Um, so it's, like, it, it just kind of goes right into it by comparison. I mean, yeah. in my case, I didn't, like, mind it, but I also knew what to expect, because I'd already gone through this material before. Because that's what didn't, or I think, I forget if you mentioned this earlier, but you were talking about how, like, this was what did you expect from Bleach, from what you've heard? Because you said that this was not what you expected. Well, just from, like, what I remember seeing of Bleach, like, the different character designs I, I would see in images or videos or whatever, and just seeing this first part of the story where everything was very grounded, like, you know, um, like, a lot of the things I remember are just, like, characters being in like wastelands and they're in like these yeah. deadly battles and whatnot and but, everyone's like... wearing black robes fucking everyone <laughs> literally everyone um yeah but then, so yeah but then I here see how... it's like kubo was very clearly trying to keep everything tied back to this sort of school environment like even at the end of these big hollow fights like you still cut back and there are chapters at the school and the more that kept happening i was like wow this is he's still sticking with this this is yeah yeah like, I even sent you that, that image where the two characters <laughs> pop up near the end of these chapters, and I'm like, oh, look, here come the real characters. Because, like, that's what I expected out of Bleach, like, characters that look like that, or, you know. Right, right, um, which, I, which I totally get. Um, well, the way you put it made me think, like, oh, these guys are real characters, and, like, Orihime and Chad aren't real characters, and I'm like, okay, that's how it's going to be. 
uh, that's why the way I took it. Uh, but no, I, I get what you mean because this is like it's very much um, you know uh, fighting like the your 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 Danny Phantom, your 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 Spider Man kind of like school and superheroing kind of like it's it's the same kind of deal like almost exactly. So it's um, I could see like if you're expecting like these big fights in weird locales and then you get this and it's like what the fuck. <laughs> well, cause like, yeah, because, like, even with Naruto, like, when you think of what it becomes, I can still look back at the, like, the Zabuza fights, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is definitely Naruto, like, this is what I was expecting. Um, right, like, well, because it's not, there isn't really much of a change, it's doing missions, fighting bad ninja guys in going around places, like, there, yeah, so it, I, yeah, so I guess really in that, that instance, it's not it. like there is a, there's not really a status quo, like, Bleach establishes this status quo, and I imagine it's going to disrupt that. Um, well, I mean, it kind of yes. does at the, the end of the stretch of chapters, but, uh, Naruto doesn't I really mean, do that. Like Naruto, it's just this, this is the status quo and we're going to kind of follow that for X amount of time. Right. Like this is, this is the world um, the, the, the ninjas in Naruto live in. Um, so this is just what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. So anyway, now we get into the first kind of arc with, um, you know, um, Orihime, sort of the, fir- the, I guess the first of the other side character, or su- major supporting characters. Um, so what did you think about this arc with Orihime and Sora? Uh, this was the one with, like, her, her, her brother's spirit, right? Yes, her brother was the hollow, like, yes, yeah, so she's getting haunted by a hollow, that's actually her brother, and, um, well, you know, it gets established that, you know, hollows were once people, and through, you know, killing them, they're actually, like, releasing their, their spirits, so they're no longer causing havoc on the, on the, on the world, basically. Um, I mean, it, it was fine but like there was nothing super noteworthy about it like okay this happened that that's cool um but yeah. i wasn't super invested in it well yeah it's like well because um you know going i think what really like the speaking about the enjoyment factor it's like orihime okay what's her character let's talk about her character for a bit because like she's the airheaded ditz but it's like you know she's nice also she, you know later not... on she yeah or what, were you, what was that well like yeah you said she's like the she's the airhead but also not mm. I'm trying kind I, of I mean maybe um well it's like or, what did you mean by that like um by not like I mean she's there's obviously a more you know serious side of her character like again just the the shit she's dealt through like well that's the thing it's like a lot of these types of characters there it's usually in response to something like they're fun you know because they had dealt with some tough shit and that's their like a coping mechanism almost um okay yeah that that's a, that's a better description of what i was trying to get across okay, was yeah, like, that's what, that's she seems like the airhead but she's actually got there's more to her yes yes exactly yeah exactly but i mean as far as like the airhead like i don't know like one thing i do like about her is um her style like the, her style of humor is very like weird but it's always it's like so imaginative and just like bizarre that like there's this one bit here where she's like imagining being in the park alone with Ichigo and they start running and then they start sprinting and then there's like a fucking like sprinter like uh, like sprinting with them in her, in her mindscape and then suddenly she's like a boxing champ and it's just like what the fuck is going on Orihime <laughs> what are you doing it's just it's just so bizarre that I can't help but but marvel sort of at just the the weirdness of the humor and then like later there's a joke where she's like drawing and she imagines herself in the future as like a robot and it's like what <laughs> what yeah Orihime. it definitely is out there it's it's unique for sure exactly um, that's that's what I, and that was what was fun about it because i feel like people might throw oh lol lol so random xd but at least like it feels like it makes sense in her mind you know like the like with the her being a f- robot in the future like okay 
future. There are robots in the future. What if I became a robot in the future? Yeah, let's draw that. And then, like, it, it makes sense in her brain. In her very weird brain. <laughs> um, you you so seem least... to have enjoyed that that aspect of her character more than I did. Like, it's not that I have a problem with it. It's just, yeah. well, it's you like, seem to, like, really to, like... kind of like that. And I'm just a little, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, not not as into it, I guess. That's fine. that makes fair. sense. Well, it's like, it goes back to the just, like, like, you know, what is her character? Like, she's not, a, like, anything, like, a great character. There's, you know, but she's, in, like, again, I can enjoy it for what it is, and I think yeah. that's fine. Um, that, that's kind of like w- and, with and, me with Datoro, when I was like, he's my favorite character. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, <laughs> I was just surprised, that's all. Um, but, yeah, so they fight for a bit, and, um, you know... Well, 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 what this this arc does, I guess, is it sort of establishes that hollows do have more humanity. Like we start to see that later too. But um, you know, like because before this, the hollows were just like snarling monsters. Like I feel like Kubo's realizing how limited his premise is in that regard, and he's mm-hmm. trying to branch out a bit by sort of like, oh yeah, I should have actual antagonists here, not snarling yeah, monsters. Yeah, maybe um, snarling Kubo. Monst- <laughs> or what was that? Yeah, I said yeah, maybe Kubo. <laughs> but um, so. But yeah, you get the, you know, um, yeah, and, well, it's that humanity that also sort of, you know, saves him, because he realizes that, like, um, you know, there's the whole, like, um, oh, you know, he's, he, you know, he, or, you forgot me, and she's like, no, I didn't, and, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a dumb way of putting it, like, it was, it's fine, um, but yeah, it's also, like, um, you know, Ichigo, of course, has some, like, he's, he's known Orihime for a while, but he also, he's lost relatives, so he's able to connect with her there, um, and of course you get the, like, the bit where, you know, she, she didn't say goodbye on the one day, the day that her brother died, but now she gets to say goodbye, finally, and I don't, did I feel emotions? I might have felt a little, little, felt little, like, oh, oh, don't do that to me. Well, because she <laughs> says, like, well, she says, have a nice day, when I'm pretty sure she, I forget which, you know how Japan has all the, like, Tadaima, they have these, like, little, yeah. little chants, almost, that they say on entering and leaving based on the context, kind of, yeah. and, she said the one for, you know, that it's it's I think, where, you know, some someone is leaving and that's what they say as they go. But, you know, she didn't say that on the day he died, so now she gets to say that and they translated it as have a nice day. So, um It was good. But anyway, it was I good. do yeah, it's it's fine. Perfectly fine. Um but so anyway, one thing that I thought was weird, because this is based on some uh, so this is gonna be minor bleach spoilers. It's like again, it's more of a mechanical thing. But um so later on um, it was really, you probably thought it was weird, but, uh, Grant, we, we were introduced to Grand Fisher, and he got, like, turned into, like, a dude, instead of a monster. Do you remember that? Uh... You know what, I'll bring it up later, because, uh, then, then maybe it'll be fresh in your memory, but, uh, because this, he take because Sora takes off his mask and he vanishes. He, he basically, like, kills himself, quote-unquote, Oh, like, that guy, yeah. Die. Well, yeah, but, um, well, yeah, but, and later on, Grand Fisher, he, he gets turned into a person, and I, I believe, like... The masks are basically what happened is he became something called an Aran Car, which are sort of hollows turned into human shape by removing their masks or part of their masks. And I'm just wondering, I don't like, I don't know the difference between that and this. Like, I think, like, maybe I just missed, I'm not sure. Maybe there's more to it to becoming an Aran Car. But, like, I feel like, shouldn't Sora have become an Aran Car from this? Maybe, maybe someone in the comments who knows a bit more about the mechanics um, later. Maybe it gets explained later, so you don't have, no one has to explain anything. But, um, but yeah, so my, minor spoilers there. But I, I just um, noticed it, and I, I, was, I wasn't expecting to bring it up this chapter, but Grand Fisher did get turned into an Aran Car, like, this stretch of chapters. We saw him as, like, a person, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? That's, that's pretty early. So it's like, he's already have like, Kubo already has these ideas in mind. 
And again, I feel like that's also sort of fixing the problem because now instead of snarling monsters, he can have more human looking opponents. Um, but that's a future arc, so. But anyway, um, the arc gets finished, Orihime has her memory wiped, and she says goofy things, and everyone's like, well, it's Orihime. <laughs> um, alright, and then, so I guess, anything else to say on that arc? Eh. Eh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, alright, so next up is Chad's arc with the parakeet in the cage. It was funny, because I remember first seeing this character design, and for a moment I had, like, a like a brain fart. I was like, oh my god, that's Aizen. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, no. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Because um, <laughs> I would, I, I know what Aizen looks like, so I never would have had that, but, um, no, that's fine. That's pretty good. Because it's, well, that's the thing. It's like you, you don't, you know, know the material, so then you, you come up with these misunderstandings that are perfectly understandable, but at the same time, pretty funny. <laughs> that Maybe know, that's a problem know. with Kubo's character design. Maybe it's a problem with your memory. Who knows? Um, yeah, because, like, I thought the character looked sort of similar to a certain, like, iteration that I could remember, but maybe I'm just not remembering right, because then, like, maybe, the more I looked at his he, character, he, I was like, wait a minute, no, that's not. Yeah, though, um, I, so, uh, I think Chad is, like, well, because he's similar to Orihime, and, like, and, like, what's his character? What is Chad's character? Does he have a character? Does he have a personality? I don't know, but I still kind of like him. Weird, because he's, well, like, like, big, he's, like, the big hulking, uh, brute dude, but he's also goofy and likes cute things and... Stuff. Yes, well, that, that I like too, but but also just like his endurance is so like fun. Like it's not just like oh yeah, he's so tough and strong. It's like like one of my favorite jokes is like oh yeah, um, I got hit by a motorcycle. Uh, the guy driving it got hurt, so I carried him to the hospital. Like <laughs> wait, <laughs> what? You got hit by a motorcycle and you carried the driver to the hospital uh, afterwards of the motorcycle. Like it's just like he's got like a fucking natural twenty in endurance like or 25 he's just <laughs> too strong it's just it's good um it's just funny but um because it's, it's just so over the top you know and it's like in a way that's like not like other other than like him like most of the human elements are more grounded i guess um he's just like superman for some reason and it's fine but um but yeah so you get his arc and you know he's strong and he's being haunted by a hollow but yeah there's like there's nothing much else to say i guess until you get to the fight because like you know karin tries to help and um oh yeah that was i guess that was a little weird moment oh no i, I never mind I, I figured it out because um i thought it was weird that because you know they had to write ichigo out of the fight so chad and rukia could get a bit, bit of time to shine and i was like wait uh, why doesn't rukia carry karin back to safety but uh, she's small so it makes sense while well, the bigger ichigo would be the one to get karin out of there so i was like okay never mind but um, and also because she's in her her gig eye be, and so like she yes, has rukia. even less strength than she normally right. would right See, like that's why uh, i didn't have a huge prop like you could look at rukia and be like oh it's it's the side character getting shafted because you know not main character, no no plot armor or anything, but <laughs> like it's very clear that like she she's a like she's a strong character. She's just limited because Ichigo took all of her powers. So like I haven't had a problem so far with her kind of getting pushed to the side just because like she she lost all her powers. There's nothing she can do. Yeah, and and I do you know I do like her personality. I do like her. I don't know. She's cute. Um, I like she wears dresses. Um, it's cute. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like. I'd say that my at this point my of the story, my favorite characters are probably Ichigo and Rukia, you know, just because, like, you know, other characters are entertaining, but they're probably just the, the most rounded thus far, I'd say. Um, I would definitely, so like, it's, so it's, nice know, to see it, it's funny how we, we started this, uh, we started this one off with, like, who is your Naruto waifu? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a Naruto best girl waifu. I don't know. But, like, immediately, I'm like, yes, Rukia is great. <laughs> like, that... Yeah. 
Like the panel where she's got like the juice box and she's like, how do I drink this? And she just sticks it out and she's got that like cat face, not cat face, but like, I don't know, the upside down V. It's just, (laughs) ah. Yeah, and And then like, well, she was like reading like, what was it, horror stories or romance stories to try and like get used to this culture oh yeah and i love the joke later where like um the the playboy the the short look short playboy guy he's like i like older women so he wasn't interested in rukia and then it's like <laughs> he's 15 she's like in her hundreds or 300s yeah. or something you know she's like really old because she's a ghost um she's been dead for a while so i thought that was just a little uh, fun gag but um <laughs> also i can definitely notice like kubo just i can easily see kubo's just enjoyment in drawing cool shit because like one thing i i noticed was that like Ichigo at least like before when he's not wearing his Soul Reaper outfit he's always got like a different outfit like he's got a different oh, yeah, shirt on or whatever and and every cover page like just has all these characters in just u- unique outfits like he goes like that's that's one of the things that people like about him is he just does all so much outfit variety which is kind of a shame that you know he spent most of the series the characters are spent in fucking Soul Reaper robes which look yeah. fine but it's like if that's like your only outfit then goddamn um, like I can definitely see this being another appeal for people um like why bleach was their shonen of choice because like most other series will have like the character they have one outfit and they stick to that for a majority of the story like naruto he had the the orange jumpsuit thingy not jumpsuit whatever it was you know if luffy is not wearing a short sleeve shirt and shorts and his hat he's not luffy anymore you know yeah it's yeah but 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 ichigo Ichigo, he's wearing different different shirts like he's just wearing different clothes like this one he's got a shirt that says speaking is not communication yes i noticed that shirt too because i was like that's that's an interesting fashion choice there um do you even like kubo is that was that was that in japanese or was that in english on the shirt because sometimes you get like the english you know um so yeah it was it's just yeah stuff like that but um but anyway as far as the fights go i would say that this one with chad and rukia against the 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 bird hollow was probably the best one like technically like because there's a few there's like i just like that they have to you know he's the 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 muscle and she's the eyes so they have to like team up and there's like the goofy panel with like where he's like holding her rukia because he's gonna he throws her into the air and then and of course like chad's strength is so fucking ridiculous like he takes like a fucking power telephone pole he just rips <laughs> it off the fucking ground and he fucking bashes the hollow and it's like how can you not think this is at least some unlo- cool on some level okay it's just so and he didn't even see it like he just keeps like swinging the air like randomly because he doesn't actually see the hollow it's it's i don't know it's fun and i like it <laughs> Like, there's nothing wrong with the series just being fun. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to have deep themes. It could just be cool. I've said that before, actually. Um, yeah, so I, I, I did like that. And then and then you had the mechanics with the, like, the, the bird, the hollow has his, like, tongue. And, I mean, did he really need to explain these abilities? Probably. Um, I guess he could, didn't have to brag about I, yeah, I don't know. He's bragging about them to helpless humans, whatever. Um, but then later on, you had Ichigo. Like, I like the part where he, um, he takes one of the slugs and, like, shoves it into the hollow's mouth. And then he uses that to rip out the tongue, because if the hollow blew up the slug, then he would have you know, blown up himself. So it's like a lose-lose situation for the hollow. And I thought that yeah, was like, yeah. a, hey, that's that's a smart that's a smart fight thing. Um, so yeah, like that's a, yeah. Technically, I'd say that this is the best fight thus far. I also um, wouldn't say that it's like compared to some of the more technical fights in Naruto. I don't think this is like anywhere close to that. But uh, no, um, no, well, even then, there was just like what Neji versus Kitamaru. But yeah, no, it, like again, relatively speaking. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, like, out of all the fights we've seen so far, this one had the most, uh, like, strategy going for it. Yeah, um, so... Alright, so, did we have anything else to say on the fight? Eh, no, I mean, like, 
I like the goofy elements out of it. Um, but just for this this portion of the story, I can't really think of a fight like any of the fights except maybe the big one at the end that I was at all invested in. Like things are happening and that's cool, but nothing like oh wow that that's cool. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the fight finishes and we get the gates of hell where you know more world building. We see what happens to spirit like because you know he was like a serial killer and that um humanity turned you know fed into his hollow self as you know sadistic and stuff um and you know we like the gates of hell open and a giant fucking arm stabs hit the hollow and just drags him back in it's like what the fuck that's kind of cool i guess um what i'm curious is like did you have anything to say about that the the gates of hell in particular because i remember some fan fans um or go on or uh, did you have anything i mean or i mean they exist they're okay. a detail in this fictional world so <laughs> okay well because it's like well because later on they start going to like the soul society and other sort of like planes of existence i guess and some people were thinking i wonder when the characters are gonna go to hell um oh. and so i wonder if like do you th- i don't know do you think there's a there's like a promise that the characters will go there from this like little detail like i don't mm. think so i mean like I mean, certainly the option is there but then again a lot of options are everywhere in these long-running yeah, yeah. stories so eh. yeah i, I mean like if if, what, if, if i was feeling. like i didn't like from this i didn't expect oh well then yeah they, they're gonna go to hell at some point this is clearly <laughs> yeah. foreshadowing for that especially especially not at this point in the story when there's no indicator that the characters will ever leave even this town let alone the planet you know the earth and the human world you know um, this definitely so, yeah, is yeah, not yeah, yeah. like goku running across snake way and being like oh if you fall off you will you will go to hell or whatever like the the whole uh, the whole other world in um in uh dragon ball like this isn't a big like i don't consider this as much of like a chekhov's gun where it's like oh yeah this is definitely a thing that'll happen or like a thing that could happen right like maybe if you mentioned it again specifically after they'd been you know plane hopping for a bit then i could see it but just you know as is i i think it's fine but um Though apparently, I think in one of the movies, they do go to hell. Like, it's non-canon, but uh, sure, cool. You know, the movies took that idea and ran with it. That's fine. But um, I don't even know if that's true. Because um, I don't know that much about Bleach. I just vaguely remember discussion of it. So, But anyway, you know, they finish the arc. The kid in the in the bird gets to pass on. And, you know, he has a, he has a goodbye with Chad. And it's cool. It's, it is over. I did kind of like how how he says like oh when I when I die or whatever can I still carry you around in your cage or whatever? Or, <laughs> well, I think probably on his shoulders or something. Yeah, or yeah, or they, something, they just carry you around, again, kind of. Yes. Uh, so um. But that yeah, it was yeah I, I do like how Chad like this comes up again later in like the one the one off chapter with um what you call it but yeah that's yeah, later. Dur- yeah yeah well, well yeah okay. Um, I, I, I just like about, I just so. like Chad in that he's the super big the super big guy who just likes cute things. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember the chapter you were talking because I love that moment too. <laughs> but um, all right. So anyway, moving on, we get get a little bit more world building where we are introduced to Hat and Clogs, aka a Urahara, who's a weird old guy who owns a shop that has magic or uh, Soul Reaper stuff. So Rukia is in contact with him. Um, I did think it was kind of funny how like they do introduce him and then he kind of goes away for a bit and then later when they bring him up again. They don't refer to him by name. Instead, Ichigo yes. says Hat and Clogs. Because I was like, wait, I remember he had a name, but I don't remember his name. Yeah, well, Ichi- Ichigo didn't know his name either. So I know, well, I knew the name Urahara because I just know his, he's one of those characters I just remember. And I remember people talking about him. Um, but I did think it was kind of so, like just thinking that this would have been being published weekly. And so after being gone for X amount of time, maybe the 
people because like he w- he didn't have like a huge presence when he first showed up like his first cameo and he wasn't there mm-hmm. for super long that like oh yeah this was this was the guy um, yeah well so it was, I just less think it was like, kind of this cool. character is going to be important later and more like here's how let's introduce the the colon potsu or whatever the the, the soul pellets and colon yeah. and stuff like that's kind of what it's there at first but then it keeps coming back he like mm-hmm. he shows up at least two more times so um I mean, it was very clear, like, from his character design, like, oh, yeah, this guy will probably be important later, but it was, like, his first present, like, his first moment wasn't striking enough that I'll immediately remember who the guy is, so. Right. And I think Kubo kind of recognizes that, because he's just like, hat and clogs, you know, that guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's, everyone will recognize him if you you refer to him by his appearance, um, or everyone will remember him, um. But yeah, also I like the little moment where um, Rukia gives um, Ichigo the soul candy dispenser, and he, he's like, why a duck? And she's like, well, it was I couldn't get the rabbit. And it's like, <laughs> she's cute. Yeah, yeah, I, I have that here as well. <laughs> he's like, so I like bunnies, um, and she's just all flustered and whatnot. It's, it's great. The blushing is just like, my heart, I love, I don't know, blushes are cute. Um I really, I really like Kubo's like comedic drawings as well. Like I know it, it works well with like to contrast his more like high, like the, the high detailed artwork that he does with other like you know his more serious style. But then he's got this weird like goofy like sometimes the characters don't even have mouths and it's just like faces. Yeah, yeah. Like he uh, deforms them a bit. Yeah. Um, like he's definitely a good artist. Like he, you know, I don't like. I feel like even if I don't necessarily like deeply connect with the emotions, I can like. I, I'm, I, I know what he's trying to do, and there's nothing technically wrong with it. You know, like he he does what he need. Like you know, like in the first chapter, like Rukia had like a couple panels where she just looked really serious. You know, and then she'd have her panels where she looked goofy. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 he he knows what he's doing. You know, so um. Yeah, that's the thing with with someone like Rukia. Like they're even if if these bleh, even if these are just gags, like they're giving more insight into just her character and it's not even like heavily plot related things like oh she likes bunnies so rabbits are going to be a big plot point later in the future like no she's just this just a oh, thing is it, oh so kakia is going to come in at the end no because she's a rabbit and rukia likes rabbits wait no um even in bleach you can't escape kakia <laughs> she just keeps coming at the end of other manga just randomly just like <laughs> This, she just becomes Eisen's a running the final joke boss. In, in No, never shonen. mind, it's Kaguya um, Blackbeard's <laughs> the final boss, never mind, it's Kaguya <laughs> Oh, no But yeah, I think that's um, just why Rukia stands out to me more than, like, any Naruto girl It's just, like, she, there's just all these little things And even though, like, she, what what has she really done in this stretch of the story? She yeah, well, got her powers she's taken like, and she's just kind of there yeah, she, but she, she's, well, got she's a, an info dumper, but she's still, like, even though she, like, I, she's um, what's the word? You know, um, you know, even though she doesn't have any powers, she still does everything she can. Like she's using her soul arts every time. You know, even if she's not effective, she's still like she she's putting an effort. She's trying, and you know, it's cool. Like um, yeah, like it's it, it's consistent. It's not like it's not like soccer where she gets like one character moment, then she gets forgotten for another fifty hundred chapters. Um, so <laughs> yeah, she's consistent. Um, and I think that's good. But anyway, I guess moving on to the arc because we get the colon arc. Um, where he's the the soul, you know, the soul, the, uh, what's it? Mod soul. That was it. Um, he's sticking around in Ichigo's body, causing havoc. Um, it's funny how, like, you're referring to these as, as, like, arcs, and, yeah, they yeah, do take no. mul- multiple chapters, but I'm like, if these are actual story arcs, then I feel like they're, I don't know. They'd... Well, I'm not sure what else to call them, but short yeah. arcs. Like, uh, yeah, it's not, a, this isn't really the, short. Is it, are you yeah, going to call this the sub- 
Yeah. Like, are you going to call this the Soul Reaper Saga, maybe? Like, they'll substitute Soul Reaper Saga? And then well, because obviously, like you, subs- eh. you, you, like, you you really kind of have to tie all these things together. It's not like, oh, we're covering the, the X arc, and this is everything that happens. Or, I mean, like, yeah. I, I think it'd probably be the same with, like, My Hero Academia or something, because that has a lot of tiny little sub-arcs, but I'd imagine they all tie together in a bigger thing but like yeah i don't i don't know there's just something about like i i get that these early these early little story portions are just setting up details to expand on later and like just setting up things of the world but i don't know there weren't really any of them that i was like super invested in going through like other than like the characters being like this could easily um like i think what i'm worried about with bleach is that i like i said at the beginning i'm more interested in like the the comedy aspect like the more slice of life stuff than the right. actual actiony bits so it's like characters when the characters are just dicking around and just you know being high school students what might help in theory is maybe or at least for you because you know i'm fine with it being just you know fun for now but Mm -hmm. like imagine if we knew where it was going you know for better or worse like to compare to naruto you know i wasn't super into you know, like so the like you know some of the there was some problems with it. There were some things I liked, but if I knew where the series went, then I would see like oh these problems hap- continually happen, so they're not that bad in retrospect. Or like oh this thematic idea is here. Well now with the whole well, series yeah, in mind, I, I'm I can not look at it on the broader sense. So or what, what was that? Wait, well, I'm not saying that like this is a, a bad introduction or anything. It's just like trying to think are these like. Like, I know that going forward, Bleach is going to have more, like, the stakes are going to be raised and things are going to get more serious. Yes. And so, like, these battles, like, I-, I guess I'm saying, like, if I'm not really invested in the battles now, what is going to change that is going to make right. me invested in the battles that's, later? That's the concern. Which, it, it, still, uh-huh. it still can happen. Like, maybe Kubo realizes, like, obviously, near the end of this portion, like, well, I mean, even just at this point, like, he's having things, like, before the, uh, what are they called? Uh, the Hollows. They're just kind of, like monsters and i'm not super invested in that so like he does try to have some add some character to some of them um yes but yeah at this point i'm just kind of thinking like if bleach was just like a little like a high school comedy manga i'd be cool with that um but i know it's a it's a big shonen action thing so we'll we'll see where it goes we'll see if it can keep me uh invested in those aspects because so far eh. yeah i mean like not not that not that i'm like not that it like offends me or anything, but just like so far, I'm I'm there. I'm reading it for the end show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the difference is like w- with Zombie Powder. The only reason I finished it is because like I like even if it wasn't for the end show, I could finish Zombie Powder because it was only four volumes, like thirty chapters. So there's not much going out of it. Knowing that Bleach is like seven hundred. Like if I wasn't reading this for the end show, I don't know. I don't know what I'd be it, feeling yeah. at this point. Cause, well, because you know, I'm. I guess I've. I felt definitely felt the same way back when, because uh, I dropped it a um, little later after this. So I was probably feeling the same way as you are now. But um, I don't know. Going back to it, it's fun. So I like it. Um, I don't know. But the, the question is like, how how long is that gonna last? How how what? long will my enjoyment of these characters carry my enjoyment through the rest? You know, from yes. like from what I know. It, it's, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to like it, uh, but it's not up to me whether or not I like it. It's up to Kubo <laughs> to make me like it. And it, you know, in your case, he's not getting you invested, and that could be an issue in the future. Yeah, because like, well, you like know. you said, the, um, this early portion of the story is fun, and I, I like the fun moments. The fun moments are fun. The serious moments are where it kind of loses me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it lost me, but I mean, um, well, yeah, it, like it I, hasn't but, lost um, me, the, but I'm just like, eh, like, I, I don't know. I've it's fine. 
but anyway, I guess like what's a little different about this arc is you have the sort of like spirit antics affecting the school. So you get to see like you see Orihime's group of friends and uh, Colin comes in and he he kisses Tatsuki, I think, and she gets super fucking pissed and she starts destroying everything. Um, so anyway, but then moving on. Um, oh, yeah. What, well, what I thought was interesting is that everyone's sort of like, you know, because Ichigo is like, you know, he's kind of like a de- he he's a little bit of that delinquent uh, character, but it's like everyone recognizes that he's like. A nice guy even though he'd like he never smiles and then like he's also yeah. one of the top students in his class in his class as we find out like wait what the fuck that that that, that i mean it makes <laughs> sense as he explains it but it's also like it's not something you expect from a character well, even like chat like everyone's like smart except for like orhime i guess but it was just like wait okay sure but um but yeah it's like because every he's like he's respected by the student body or at least like every because they, they they go out to uh, of their way to sort of like oh um you know they don't throw him under the bus even though he just caused a lot of shit from yeah, their perspective it's not like course, oh there's there's ichigo that dick like, yeah that delinquent who's like oh, that yeah. this is just a tuesday like you know ichigo that's not his character you know he's not he doesn't do this shit normally so and or even only like she just recognizes that just straight up that was not him and it wasn't of course um so i thought that was uh oh yeah I, or i thought it was like yeah that's cool that's a thing but i think um, it would be like i haven't actually seen yu yu haka show but based on what i've heard I'd be interested to kind of compare, oh, like, compare? once we read yes. Yu Yu Hakusho, I'd be interested to kind of gauge, um, I already forgot his name, and I just had it on the, Yusuke, like, to compare yes. Yusuke to Ichigo, because, like, based on what I've heard from him, this sounds a lot, a lot like him, so. Yeah, well, I would say, like, from what I remember, Yusuke is definitely more, he's way more of a delinquent, um, so the, the Heart of Gold moments probably stand out a bit more, um, but also there's less school stuff, because, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho starts when Yusuke fucking dies, so well, yeah, yeah. Um, there he can't, he can't go to school as a ghost, <laughs> um, and he, and when he does come back, but by that point it's more of the like what later Bleach is, where it's just like long arcs of going out out of the human world and into other doing other things somewhere else, which is I guess we'll talk about that when it regards with Bleach. But um, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a point of comparison to consider. So um, especially what, when we, we read Yu show. So what was interesting um, about um to kind of I guess uh, go back to Bleach, but like. What was interesting about this portion of the story, because we've already covered some of the arcs where the characters are getting involved, um, like, yeah. it did, it, um, some of the things that were happening did raise potential questions, like, oh, these, some of these characters can see these spirits, but not others, yes. so it's like, why, why is that? But, I mean, they do get answered, at least like, to yes, a degree, they get, they get answered later. Um, right. Well, because the explanation is that because they're so close to Ichigo, who's, like, constantly exuding large amounts of soul energy, they just sort of pick that up. Um, cause to, like even, even characters who like, like Orihime is minor spoilers, um, Orihime and Chad get their powers later, but like Tatsuki doesn't, but she can see ghosts. And I guess like while we're on the subject, I kind of like how nonchalant she is about it. Like she's like, oh yeah, I can see ghosts now. Huh. That's interesting. Like, <laughs> wait, okay. Um, like she doesn't make a big deal of it, which was neat. But, um, anyway, back to this stuff. Cause, um, you know, you get a bit of the, the sort of conflict here. Like again, sort of just the soul reaper duty against Ichigo's like, um, his own personal lens as a human, you know, where they talk about sort of, you know, like, um, you know, because it, it's, and that's sort of like where Rukia's sort of conflict is sort of being built up to, because she has her, you know, she's split between her duty as a soul reaper and, you know, what, you know, her, what Ichigo's input sort of says. And so she's like, she decides to spare Colin in the end when her, do, as, as a soul reaper, she should kill him. That's, that's like her job. That's what she's supposed to do, but she decides not to. And that's what's sort of brought up because, you know, they sort of like, you know, Khan, does Khan deserve to die? He was just, he was like, as he says, he was born to do as he was doing as he was created to do. They just decided that they don't need him. 
and that is that's kind of fucked up. So you know, there's there's a little there's a little bits of conflict there. Yeah, I this it's was cool. probably the part that I think like up till this point that I maybe enjoyed the most, just because like mm-hmm. the the conflict with with Khan was interesting. That like he's. I don't know, like, they created him for a purpose, and it's like, oh, wait, no, uh, we don't want you to do that purpose anymore, so they, you know, they were gonna, they were gonna kill him, they killed everybody, and I almost, like, <laughs> it's, it's weird to kind of say this, because Khan is such a, such a goofy character beyond this point, but, like, I was more invested in his struggle than, uh, the Quincy who shows up later. That's, yeah, I can see that. Um, and I know that the, the Quincy is probably going to be way more significant down the road, <laughs> <laughs> I know as, as Quincy is in general like um that's a that's going to be a big thing in the future but um yeah that that's fair but um I mean granted we'll yeah the, the the um the plot with the Quincys could be more interesting later when it when it's, when it's expanded on more but I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. We're yeah. we're getting there. We're getting there. But um but yeah like um say so yeah, a he's uh you know he does he's well cuz he's a mod soul so he's strong too and um you know, so he's actually able to fight some of these hollows. Um, like, actually, I, did, I just noticed that, like, this hollow is back, sort of back to a monstrous hollow, like, without personality, because that would, I guess that would just distract from the, the conflict between Colin and Ichigo and uh, Rukia, you know, like, um, like, there's enough going on here that Kubo didn't feel the need to give this hollow a personality, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, I just noticed that right now, and I was like, hey, you know, uh, storytelling. <laughs> but yeah, like, they sort of, you know, again, they resolve the conflict. They decide that, you know, Khan should, you know, like he says, he should have the, the right to live and die freely. And Rukia agrees, even though that goes against her duty as a soul reaper. So, um, not sure if I had anything else to say about this arc. I mean, Urhar shows up again, being all mysterious shopkeeper boy. Oh, well, he, I mean, he started this shit on accident, so. All right, so moving on, we get, I guess, this, I guess this arc is focused more on, um, Ichigo now, isn't it? Um... Because we get, um, so like, well, well, first, though, Colin, we find out, you know, he gets, <laughs> there's that panel you, uh, you liked, um, because you tweeted it, um, wait, <laughs> Ichigo and Rukia just sort of sitting there intensely waiting for a cat to get run over, <laughs> <laughs> because they need a body to put, um, Colin's soul pellet in for casual storage. But it also and, has and to be... Setting up, settling on a stuffed animal. But yeah, because it has to be a body like, that... Because, like, if they put him in a body that has a soul already, then they're kicking out that soul. So it's like, what do we do? Right. <laughs> but yeah, they're just, like, sitting there watching the cars just so intensely. It's... it's uh, I don't know. They're fun. Um, but, yeah, so they, they get that taken care of. And, you know, Khans, he's a pervy guy. Sure. Okay. Um, but anyway, anyway, we get... Um, like, again, this arc sort of goes into a bit more into Ichigo and his backstory, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, we already know Ichigo's character. We know his family. We know sort of how they interact with each other. But only now, like, a couple volumes in, are we getting, like, why is he this way? Uh, and sort of the, the backstory. And we get introduced to, you know, his mother, whose death really, you know, shaped how this family acts. And, you know, kind of neat. Um, and also kind of like how you have, like... You both have um, Ichigo and Rukia talking about it, and it, you sort of it bounces between that and Tatsuki and Orihime talking about it. So you sort of have it being told, the same story being told in two different like parts. So you're sort of able to jump between and see everyone's reaction to it without hearing the story twice. Uh huh. Yeah, that that and was neat. And the different perspectives give different like you know like Tatsuki only has her perspective while Ichigo has the his perspective. So um, yeah, it was fine. Um, but yeah, anyway, Ichigo's mom died because it was his fault, maybe. And once she died, his smile was gone for good. And yeah, it messed up the family. But then, what a coincidence, um, 
on the same day that they go to on this day now that it, um, they meet the same hollow that probably killed Ichigo's mother um the Grand Fisher and so I guess what did you think about this this fight and conflict um I know I'm putting you in a hard position by asking you because you've been uh, struggling to say <laughs> stuff but um I'm doing it again because yeah, cause my, I mean like I guess you know, this this hollow has a, a personality it's just super evil kinda, it's not yeah. it's not mindless monster but it's Super evil monster man. Um, well, um, I guess what I thought was weird about this arc is because you have this like bit where like Ichigo he um, he he wants he wants to fight one on one. You know, and he talks about his honor and um, and I thought that I was like okay. Um, well, because it's you know logically it makes perfect sense to have to well if Rukia can help why not? But um, he sort of brings those up. But then later he kind of like. Um, yeah, because she shows up and she's like, "Well, I yeah. wasn't gonna." Inter-. He's like, "About time you got here," and she's like, yeah. "I wasn't gonna show up because you <laughs> told me not to." And that's what I thought was weird. Is um, but um, well, but then I sort of talked about well, but then I sort of realized it in the you know in the idea of sort of honor versus duty. Like you know, it's you know, it's um, you know, this is his duty to stop the Soul Reaper. Like as his duty, like the best thing to do would be to get as much help as possible. But uh, he wants to do it one on one. So then, like you have sort of um, well, and from what I know, later there's gonna be more one on one fights. So I, w- I wonder how this idea is going to be expanded on in the future, because sort of as is, you know, Ichigo gets help, and Kingfisher, you know, he's not able to succeed in beating Kingfisher. Um, so, like, just to look at that from, like, sort of, like, what does that say, then was, did he lose because he got help, because he w- wasn't fighting with the honor he uh, proclaimed he wanted to fight with? Or was it, did he lose because he didn't focus enough on his duty, and he should have had Rukia helping from the beginning? Like, and what, like... I, I want to see where that sort of idea f- goes from there before I sort of, like, conclude my thoughts on this fight, basically. Because um, that's sort of what I took from it, at least. Um, or tra- was trying to take from it. Maybe I was looking <laughs> too deep into it. I don't know. I do that. Um, yeah, I know I didn't get a whole lot out of this fight. Like, you're talking about these ideas that it was looking to explore, and I'm like, oh, those those seem kind of cool, but... Well, yeah. Not necessarily on purpose. It's just, well, the thing about themes is that, like, they happen automatically, like, or the, there's... You can read themes into basically just about anything, and it's up to the sort of author to sort of, like, manage it and how, like, how deep... Are, like, I'm not even saying he did it on purpose. I'm just saying that that's what I got out of it. Yeah. Um, because, again, like, especially duty has been common up, up to this point with Rukia and this conflict between Soul Society and Ichigo, and then Ichigo has this honor thing that he, I guess it's not out of, out of nowhere, maybe? I don't know. Did It, did, it didn't come up in, against the bird hollow. Um, so, I don't know. But again, it is personal with the, the Grand Fisher, because that was the one who killed his mother. So, yeah, but then again, like I said, it goes away, like, later, and he was like, I don't, oh, well, I was waiting for you, Rukia, and it's like, okay. So, yeah, it's definitely a bit messy, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in mind for the future. Um. Yeah, I know I definitely wasn't invested in the villain, really, at all. Yeah. Um, like, I, I liked the, the personal conflict for Ichigo, but I was kind of surprised that, like, the villain gets away, and it's like, oh, so this thing's gonna come back up again later. Um, yes. That's... Well, and I mentioned it before, how he becomes an R and car, and then, um, because I, cause I didn't, because you didn't see that on that page, there's, like, another R and car there with, like, most of his face hidden in a mask, but you can see a human eye, so it's like, Koopa already has this idea planned. Um, and he was sort of like foreshadowing it here, but um, so we'll we'll see. Well, I don't know what he role he has in the future, Grand Fisher. Um, I don't know that, I, but I do know he get comes back at least once. So 
Um, we'll, we'll get we'll definitely get more of this. Like you know, that's kind of the thing. It's like they're setting up for the future by ending it here like this. So yeah, um, yeah. Although it, it is one of those things where like I wasn't I wasn't super invested in the conflict or at least like with that character in the first place. So then it's like, well, it's gonna come back later and probably be more important. So I'll be interested to see if they can you know if they switch up that character a bit or if they yeah frame well, it in a different way that gets me more more interested because right now it's like that's not really a plot thread that i'm super interested in you know revisiting well you better be because you're gonna talk about it for at least three hours when it comes back at, <laughs> on the next <laughs> show um, no it's fine but um well, what i was gonna say is like because thinking back to naruto again because we can't go five seconds without mentioning naruto but it's just like i liked how kishimoto did grow as a storyteller over the course of naruto but it's like, with Bleach, people say Soul Society is the peak of the series, and after that it just goes downhill, and maybe that's true, but at the same time, I do wonder in what ways does Kubo improve as a storyteller over the course of Bleach, and what that was did, wait, in what ways does he suffer, or does he fall in, you know? Um, I don't know. Um, All I will say is if that, if Soul Society, I will say that if Soul Society is actually the peak of the series, I'm very worried for where the series is going to go, because... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because this is also, this stuff is also pretty well liked, and, or at least relative, like, yeah, basically it's like, this arc in Soul Society, and then after that people don't give a shit. Um, which, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see, see, especially from your perspective, I could see, like, that being worrying, so. Because, um, like, the, the difference, um, because, like, we, we were, I mean, Naruto's going to be the, the point of comparison until we finish Bleach and other series, but. Yes. Like, with Naruto, I can, it, like, even though we weren't super positive on the Land of Waves arc, um, like, I can still look back on that and think, like, if I'm going to revisit Naruto, um, I would definitely look forward to rereading the Land of Waves arc. But with yes. with this, I, I'm not super, like, yeah, I'm ready to go back and, like, by the, by the time the series is, or, I don't know, I don't see myself, at least at this point, looking back on this stretch of chapters and being like, oh, yeah, I'm real excited to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just sort of a thing that like i it's did it. enjoy it while reading it but that staying power isn't quite there it's not quite the same right well that that goes back to what i said about like naruto being less enjoyable at least at the time but more interesting because you know even if you're not enjoying something if it's interesting you're still getting stuff out of it you know so if you don't find bleach that interesting then yeah it's not gonna there's no staying power there like that's the that's that di difference i suppose um but anyway, um, so you get a scene between with Ichigo talking about his dad, or talking with his dad about the mom, um, and then you know they talk for a bit, and then you know they sort of uh, you know Ichigo resolves that he wants to protect the people. He doesn't want to, you know, like he 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 was protected by his mom, and that's why he has his life. So he doesn't want to waste that sacrifice. He wants, to, but he wants he wants or he wants to do the same thing. He wants to protect other people too, you know. So I guess that kind and that kind of gets mentioned again later, uh, just the idea of protecting people with especially in the then i guess the next arc if we're getting into the yeah we're getting into the quincy into the ishida stuff but um and i guess that does sort of close off um well maybe not really but like he was before in the conversation with rukia where he's like well i don't like i don't really want to save everybody like i'll do what i can but now he it's sort of recontextualized where he's saying oh, oh yeah i, I will that. um you know i might not be able to save everybody i'm not superman but i will try to save as many people as i can or maybe that comes up later. But. Yeah, yeah, that's or that's a good point. I didn't think about that because yeah, he's 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 be, he's become or he's given himself a duty, so to speak. You know, to re, re, you know to put it in the words I've been using thus far. You know, he that's um, so he's definitely accepted his role as a soul reaper to some extent, even if it's by his own definition. Um, 
So yeah, that's a good point. Um, but maybe that is later. So um, anyway, um, I guess if that's all we have, is that all we have to say on the Grand Fisher um, stretch of chapters? I mean, well, well, no, I could t- I could talk more about th- what I was going to say later. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Because um, it's not a completed plot point at this stage. <laughs> all right, that's fine. Because um, finishing up this, you know, um, Grand Fisher becomes a, an Arankar and swears vengeance against Ichigo. Um who's, I guess, one of the few Soul Reapers to escape him. And we get a little... I don't know if these characters are going to show up again. Um, the ones who... Because there's, like, at least two Arankar there. There's one with only an eye showing and then one with the mouth showing. Uh, maybe, maybe that one's not even an Arankar, I assume. But um, It's funny, you're talking about, like, Arankar because you know what they are. And I'm just like, yep, that exists. They basically just think... Well, what Grand Fisher is after he transforms into a person, he's just a, a hollow that gets turned into a human shape. That's all that I really know. <laughs> ah. Um, and I just know that there are other characters like this. Um, so. I see. Yeah. But um, anyway, back to, the, you know, we're done with that arc. And it's, oh, we get the, <laughs> we get another comedy, ch- a comedy chapter with Kon. And the one where um, he's, um, he's, or he, he gets sort of a day alone. And he tries to um, find someone else to be with. And he just gets a lot of antics. He gets knocked around and slapstick and, He's like, I want to be with the girls. They're girls, cute girls, and everything goes horribly. Um, and of course, you get the the one moment I, that we mentioned earlier with um, he's getting chased um, by the one who knows him talking and yeah, was he's being, in him. and she's like a track star, so she's like super intense, and it's like, oh no! But then, <laughs> and then Chad sees him, and, and then he's the... suddenly right by her, and it's equally intense, and there's just an arrow pointing him, and it's like loves cute things, just to remind the audience, and <laughs> I love that part, just. Because Chad's fun like that. He's just... Oh, and again, it's just, the, you know, that juxtaposition because he's like this big, muscly dude with a super serious face, but it, he likes cute things. So it's like, okay, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and it's also just... And it's then, also pretty funny just to see the same panel sort of replicated, yes, but like ex- before it's like more, I guess like more like... I don't know, it's still a joke, but it's still kind of like serious because like you've got like the track star running after him and it's like, oh yeah, that's her thing. And then he shows up and he's like <laughs> right in stride with her and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 too it's probably the best part of the chapter um because i was definitely remembering it too but anyway so um i although yeah, i did Cone think this that this by, one uh, chapter like in on uh, bleh, like this yeah. one chapter in isolation was interesting considering again like what i'm like what i expect of bleach is more like uh i mean obviously like i've learned differently but like this one chapter which really i mean it's about a side character con who i don't know what relevance he's gonna have in the story beyond this point so far he's just been a gag character so it's like it's not a chapter that's like advancing the plot or anything it's just a little a little fun uh gag little chapter and i thought that was interesting because you don't get something like that well i guess it's the same logic as with like the qb training arc just on a smaller scale like you get this grand fisher arc and then you get uh, Kon, this little levity, this Kon chapter, and then you get the um, Don Kanonji arc, um, with it, which is again going into the, a bit not as serious as the Grand Fisher, but still a bit more serious. So um, at least later on, not at first. So I guess that's what I just realized that like thinking about the 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 the, the whole tonal pacing of the entire series up to this point, um, or at least these in between these arcs. So I guess that's what it, the purpose it serves. Um, and you know, it is just a fun little chapter. You know, because it ends with he um, he gets taken in by Yuzu, and then he's like, nope, I, the, I, Ichigo and Ryuki are best, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that's it, that's the end. Yeah, I can't think, did Naruto have, like, 
a little self-contained like other than like the episode the episodic stuff that kicked off the series like i can't really think of one where it's just like here's we're gonna follow this character around and it's a big light-hearted goofy chapter i mean there was like apparently a bonus chapter where uh, i don't it was never in my volume so i don't know where where it was compiled in but it was the one where um it was it was probably in the anime as a filler episode but it was when um naruto sasuke and sakura were trying to find out what was on under kakashi's mask Ah, um, yeah. So I, I so did see that that, that episode in the anime, right? But like, um, I don't know how much they like lengthened it out, but it was a chapter in uh, a bonus chapter. I just don't know where that bonus chapter came from because because I had all the volumes downloaded, all the official English release, yet it wasn't there. So I have no idea um, where that was supposed to be like read because it would have been in part. It would it would have been the same thing. Like it would have been maybe a bridge between like the Wave Country and the Tuning Exams or something. But this wasn't a bonus chapter, was it? Wasn't this just like an actual? No, this this is an actual chapter. That's the thing. Is like, but that's I don't know. That's the closest parallel I can think of from Naruto because I don't think they had like little episodic chapters like this in between more lengthly stretches of uh, even well even I say lengthly, but even then it's like maybe not even a volume at mo- at um. So anyway, um, into this arc we get introduced to this uh, celebrity character, and everyone's suddenly doing this mildly annoying um laugh. With the pose, and Ichigo's just like, oh, fuck no, I don't want anything to do with this. And then, of course, they end up at the show anyway, because um, Ichigo gets dragged into it. Um, fucking Rukia's doing the laugh, too, and she's dead to me. Um, <laughs> well, of course she's dead. She's a ghost. She's That's her, that's her thing. She's already dead. She's been dead for years. Um, but she has, like, no clue what's going on. So, she's just kind of doing it, just joining in yes. for whatever reason. Yes. Um, so anyway, you get yeah, more uh, antics between all the characters before the arc really starts, and we get you know a bit more of like, oh, here's how hollows are formed, and like this is how a spirit becomes a hollow, and well, I guess what I also thought was like sh- fine was um, you know Don Kanoji, he's like this character who's like you know we've never seen him before, and he's from the outside world, but he still has experience with you know hollows, even though he doesn't under or, or spirits rather, even though he has no fucking clue what he's doing, like he's because he's like a genuinely good guy. He just has no fucking clue what he's doing, and he, he's been accidentally making hollows, and, you know, so they have, you know, the, he's, but he, he wants to be a hero, he's trying to be, you know, a good dude for the I kids, did, and all I that. I did kind of like that, because when they were setting this arc up about, like, he was creating hollows, and I was like, oh no, he's gonna be some, like, evil guy, and he's not gonna be a very interesting character, but it's like, no, he's just a misguided idiot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was interesting, though, to see, like, I almost thought you could call the like this like the fighting that happens here sort of like a maybe not a subversion but like a, a like a goofy take on like the shonen formula like the way battles work because you've got this guy who's stuck on the sidelines but he's like cheering Ichigo on but he's acting like you know I don't know Ichigo just like doesn't care he's just like shrugging it <laughs> off he's like shut up or whatever <laughs> yeah maybe. and like but um well I was also surprised that like well because there was like one moment where he's like. <laughs> He gets his sword stuck in the ceiling because of fucking course. He gets his giant fucking sword stuck in his ceiling. What did you <laughs> fucking expect? Um, like that was more subversive than anything, really. Or I mean, not more subversive. That was a, that was a subversion I noticed. I should say because it like it's well because he's been only fought in, like wide open spaces thus far, and so and he's got this something massive like this hasn't sword had the opportunity just... to happen. Right, like, of course that's what's gonna fucking happen. Um, and then Don Kanoji gets the moment to, he saves him with, well, cause he, like, he does, like, a soul art. Like, he's, like, this fucking genius, really. Like, he's just, like, a normal dude who's somehow able to do, like, shit 
even though he doesn't, he's never had, he does, like, Ichigo has had Rukia, and he's had her soul energy, so it's like, he has all this power with which he doesn't know what he's doing, but he has a, he has a mentor. Kanoji's just this fucking dude who's just, like, there, and he just, he's able to, like, he makes a little, little spirit ball energy that, like, blows up the roof to free Ichigo's sword. But he did, like, all, like, I guess, like, I don't, I don't see a reason he'd been uh, trained by any character, so I was like, huh, that's, that's interesting, that's an interesting, like, thing for the setting, like, th there's probably, like, other people like this somewhere, I don't know if we're ever gonna see them, um, but I guess it also sort of grounds the idea, because, like, later we get, um, Chad and Orihime get, Orihime get their powers, and so, but, like, you know, they have kind of unique powers, but they've also had experience with other hollows and stuff, so it's just, like, I guess it just, it, it just kind of happens, you know, um, and I think that's fine. Like, there, the world is bigger than just Soul Reapers and Hollows, pretty much. And this arc shows that. It's cool. But yeah, I'm not sure if I have much else to say. Like, it's more fighting. Uh, the Hollow, I don't remember him having a personality, which is fine, because it's mostly about Ichigo and Kanonji. I have a weird sort of feeling about this character, because, like, on one hand, he's funny and I love him, but on the other hand, <laughs> he's irritating and I hate him. <laughs> I don't know about, I can see why, like, I don't know, the, like, um, I, I mean, I didn't really find the laugh that annoying. I just, like, just, well, I mean, the laugh little... part didn't bother <laughs> me, but I guess it's just, like, I don't know, he, the way he acts, like, he, you know, he knows what he's doing, and, like, he's the real hero, but he's actually not. Like, on one hand, I do like that, I appreciate how goofy that is, um, but then on the other, it's, like, there's an actual serious conflict, like, happening with this hollow thing, and I'm just, like, eh. Okay, yeah. I mean, I also did think it was, like, well, because, again, you have, a. Uh... You know, Ichigo's, he's, you know, he's the one who knows what he's doing, he's more competent, but then, you know, he he doesn't see himself as a hero, necessarily. Um, so, I go, I mean, I didn't take a lot from that, compared to, like, the, the duty versus honor conflict with the Grand Fisher, but, um, it's something, I suppose. Um, Maybe the thing, like, yeah, with, of course with me in these smaller arcs is that, like, I don't know if I'm, like, having a weird disconnect with them, just because, like, they're not, mm, like, they're not quite as, like, they're not small enough to be episodic and just like okay this is what it is but they're also not long enough to be like you know to Big really dig to... deep into some sort of idea yeah. they're just kind of there I mean, so like it'll the happen like, this I mean, fight thing yeah, will happen it's... for a couple of chapters like maybe three or four or five and then it's just kind of over and i don't know yeah i guess that's fair um i mean maybe if it was longer they could there'd be more time but i also don't know if kubo's quite good enough a writer to really like recognize that or well no he definitely knows what he's doing but or like but I, you know it, to really go in deep that's what kind of what or deeper i guess yeah because like a, a longer arc would be able to explore a, an idea better maybe but, yeah because um, so far i haven't really um like i can't think of like would i want any of these arcs stretched out any longer well no yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, what i was thinking of because i don't think i would either like they're they're like i've never i didn't have any pacing issues with this arc like nothing felt overly long or overly short you know um and, you know, like, you have, like, little bits like the, the Cone comedy chapter in between the more serious arcs just to sort of break it up. Like, uh -huh. it's all fine. Um, so. Yeah, I thought some of these arcs felt a little slow to me, but that's, that's just me, I guess. Well, are <laughs> you reading, on, you're reading online, right? Well, yeah, but or, that, like, with, like uh... I don't know, that didn't really stop me okay, with, with Naruto. Okay, that's fine. Well, because, I don't know, I just, I, I, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you'd like, maybe it'd be faster if it was physical. Who knows? Um. I don't know if you, I don't know, it's, uh... Well, I don't think it's a... Something to consider, at least. I mean, I, I, I guess. I wasn't thinking of it from, like, a... I'm not flipping through the pages fast enough, but, I mean, maybe that could be. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I guess we get into... Oh, Kanon... Oh, no, Nick Kanonji's not uh, done yet. <laughs> he shows up again, um, briefly. But I guess we start getting into the Ishida stuff. 
um, say Ichigo and Rukia are running around chasing hollows, but um, they keep getting destroyed, or they, they're they not there when they get there. What's up with that? Um, oh yeah, and there's, I guess there's a little bit where they're talking about like their grades for a while, and like thinking back, I'm like, sure, it was fun, but I'd, um, I guess it's mostly just to establish that, Ish or even then, not even establish, because you only see Ishida's name, and then it gets brought up later. But, um, I mean, I'm not sure what it's like. Well, I guess, you know, Ishida wanting to surpass Soul Reapers and not liking Ichigo, like, yeah, that's, so he, I don't know, pushes himself up a grade. I don't know, maybe is that what I'm supposed to take from this? Um, I just remembered seeing, like, that one page where it just kind of had a couple of names that were, like, standing out, and I was like, are these all going to be relevant? Like, are, the, <laughs> are these going to be some characters? Because I did think it was interesting how, um, later there on, there's, for, er, there's, oh, a, there's a little panel where Tatsuki's like, oh, Ichigo, he's hopeless with names and faces. He still doesn't know half the class. And so I'm like, <laughs> so far, the relevant characters have all been a part of this one class. So I'm like, are there going to be more people here? Like, are we still going to stick to the setting and there's going to be more characters who pop up later and are relevant? That's the thing is because, well, okay, here's, um, I guess something um, is back on the first uh, cover spread, there's like, you can, Ichigo's there and you can see behind him, there's like little squares with a bunch of characters who will come to see and, like, even Ishida's there, even though he doesn't get introduced for a few volumes. Mm. Um, but there's one character there with, like, light-colored hair. And that character doesn't show up for hundreds of chapters. So I, what I think... So but what I'm not sure of is basically, did he have this character in mind for that long? Or did he, like, reuse the design for a different character? Like, did he plan for that character to be another classmate that he never got to introduce? Because, again, and that, like you said, with uh, Ichigo not recognizing his classmates, that's, like, a perfect way to, like, he does here with Ishida. Um, oh, this character's been your classmate the whole time. Ichigo just doesn't know, because he's fucking Ichigo. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, so he just reminded me of that. Um, I'm actually going to include a picture of that panel on the screen right now, just um, for anyone who knows Bleach, they'll probably recognize him from um, later on. And anyone who doesn't know Bleach, uh, keep him in mind, because someone who looks like this will show up later. I don't, like, again, I don't know. I don't know if it was intended to be the character we got, or if it was a changed plan. So, I don't know. I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, I do so like anyway, seeing little um, open-ended moments like that. Like, just leaving yeah, yeah. details open, because maybe it could be explored later. Well, it's like, and we do like long storytelling, you know, the storytelling for the long-running shonen in general, and that's one of the things I like about the the medium is that you can set up these things like ages in advanced and with, you know, and it's, it's just cool having those little details, you know, even whether they're intentional or not, it's, there's still a, a level of coolness to it, you know, that I appreciate. So, um, so anyway, um, Ichigo and Ishida sort of meet and Ishida wants to challenge him to a game so they can, um, of killing hollows. It's time to do <laughs> Yeah, well, he criticizes Ichigo for, like, not knowing what the fuck he's doing, um, but he, he also does know about Rukia and such. Um, oh, yeah, and I guess, like, real quick, uh, one thing I noticed while reading is that um, I thought it was interesting how Kubo uses uh, his sort of cover pages, because, like, usually the chapter starts with a cover page and then just goes into the chapter, but what Kubo will do is he'll have a few pages of chapter first, like, usually three or maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, and then I'll have the cover page as sort of like a, a pace breaker, almost, sort of, mm -hmm. to, or, or he'll use it to, to jump between scenes. I thought that was mildly interesting in sort of how he sort of paces his chapters a little bit differently um, through the cover page. Um, I thought that was mildly interesting. Um, I did also think it was cool how, like, at the end of each chapter, like, usually um, at the back, there's usually, like, kind of a blank page. Like, I know in Naruto, by the time it got yes. to the end of the, the end of the series, it was just the Naruto logo. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, sometimes so they'll put far... like, panels there. Well, he 
You can, yeah, he includes little little sketches of like characters. Like yes, I know. Yeah, just kind of like commenting um, on things that had happened during the during the chapter, and like this is what this character was doing, or this right. is like, how they reacted. To, like like I remember one with the four kids in the con a uh, bit where they were um. They were attacked by the hollow. Like, what happened to them? They just kind of got ignored. So he sort of ha- had a little, like a little follow up in the volume. Um, so it's yeah, um, <laughs> yes, little stuff like that. There have been a few. Like um, another one I liked was after the the con comedy chapter where you had Yuzu waking up and finding her stuffed animal gone and being shocked and sad. And I was like, oh no, she's cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Rukia asks Urahara and Gang about the Quincy's, and we learn it little. We get a little backstory. Um, that gets expanded on later with Ishida, while um, Ichigo and Ishida start their game with the bait, and game game on. Uh, the duel is on, uh, um, as you said. Um, the one I, I guess one one thing I noticed here was chapter title, uh, crossing the Rubicon for chapter thirty seven, and I actually had to look it up. And apparently, it's basically a um, a phrase meaning the point of no return, because of uh, I guess in um, Roman history, uh, Caesar was told not to cross the Rubicon with his army, and he did, basically, sort of, and, um, because it was basically declaring war, and that was, like, that was the point of no return, so, um, I guess, to apply that idea here, like, I guess, like, you know, you know, you have Ishida, you know, him setting the bait was the point of no return for their battles, so I was like, okay, that's a weird way to, or that's an interesting chapter name, you know, to get across that idea, or, because I don't know where, how, you know, he, I guess he looked it up, or knew about it already, and I was like, okay, I had to look it up, so I wanted to point that out. So, um, huh. oh yeah, and you should have mentioned it in the chapter itself too. So, okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, you get, um, you start kind of, well, this is when you get a lot of other characters, like this, this arc involves everyone. And I definitely, so I definitely think it stands out in that way because it's like so much bigger. Like everyone gets these little like mini, um, you know, sets of chapters. Like, um, you get the moment earlier, like I was talking about earlier where Tatsuki is just like, okay, I can see ghosts now. That's a thing. Um, and then uh, the school gets attacked by Hollow and, um, Orihime and, Tatsuki and uh, the 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 well, actually no that that happens a little later um, because I think what Chad does happens first but I guess you sort of have like this like idea of just like protection like everyone wants to sort of like like uh, Chad's protecting Karin and um, from the Hollow well you sort of have the same thing that you had before with the uh, she's his eyes and so, so Chad has a habit of carrying small girls on his back is what I'm starting to notice. <laughs> There's a trend here. Um, but yeah, well, I guess to, to compare it, cool. Cause you know, he, he has his hollow fight and then Orihime, she's at the school and there's like all the students are getting like controlled and she's, um, Tatsuki gets hurt, I think. And you know, they both have to sort of, they both come up with these powers to fight. Like Chad gets his uh, giant fist and Orihime gets her fairies from her hairpin and, like, I guess, well, to juxtapose them against each other, you have Chad, like, he's, he wants the power to protect, um, you know, what he, you know, because he's, uh, his, he gets a little flashback with his grandfather, um, you know, saying, like, you know, he's, who he was told not to hurt things because he's big, and, you know, you have great power, so use your great power, you know, you have, with great power comes great responsibility, um, so he's even had that as a, because, he, again, he's so fucking big and strong that, you know, he was probably pretty dangerous as growing up. So he kind of had to check that, I suppose. And then Orihime, she's been useless. Like she's always been protected by Tatsuki. So, but she wants to be able to sort of step up. Like she has a she has a Sakura moment where she wants to step up and you know protect the people who care for her. But uh, I'd have no idea how long that's gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it does. Um, 
I did kind of like the but, the uh, moment where where Totsky like she doesn't have any superpowers or anything. She's just she's just a badass. Um, yes, Totsky. Just fighting yeah, she... these like zombie controlled people. Just you know, just taking them out with her karate fighting skills. It was it was cool. Yeah, and um, I also kind of like sort of how like well it was the way he defined Orihime's his abilities where she can she rejects like she can as a shield that rejects outward she has a healing ability that rejects inward and then she has a cutting ability that rejects both and i was both ways and i was like oh okay sure um and she well though i don't know she has like her six fairies and i don't know where her abilities come from so i don't know like what are these six fairies like what are they um they're well they're her soul was it was it well or... they came from her like hairpin i thought yeah yeah well yeah but so it's like, like i well, had thought like what did the did the brother give her the hairpin because like that, that would just... be her protection like that was what he wanted like he wanted to protect her so he gave her this magic hairpin oh yeah that or well it's also well they also mentioned ichigo and because uh, they say that they were born because of him ichigo because again the spirit energy i guess that's sort of like I guess maybe the, the hairpin absorbed the spirit energy or something, and because it's also connected to her brother, who was also spirit, I don't know. Just, just accept it. Just, just don't think about it. Don't think. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Point. It's too soon. It's too soon for that. Well, I mean, oh, no. at least like with with bleach, this is very clearly a soft magic system. Like, there's right. That's a good way to. Right. Yes, I, I've been talking about that myself. Things just happen too, because just, they uh, happen. Yeah, yes. Like, I mean, not that there aren't rules, but it's like with at least with this aspect. Oh, this is like. It's also untouched ground with, like, humans having their own, like, like, the, I mean, I feel like Ichigo is, like, the first of his kind. I, you know, I don't, I don't imagine, like, imagine most Soul Reapers are ghosts who become Soul Reapers, but he's a human who became a Soul Reaper. He, he's Danny Phantom. He's, um, anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, you get, you get the fight, and they both, they both over the power, overpower their opponents because they're really strong and it's cool, and yeah. But then, well, anyway, then they get picked up by Urahara, who mentions, like, they're, you know, sort of at, they have a choice kind of, to sort of, like, you know, they, or what was it, their their powers are, like, a, a key to open a door, and they have the choice to go through it or step back, sort of, do they enter this magical world of spirits, or do they, do they stay out of it? And, well, see, what I thought was kind of weird, because you have this sort of idea of protection, and also, like, I don't want to say friendship, but <laughs> I guess I could say friendship, but sort of, like, um, you know, being united and being independent, like, um, you know, like, well, because with, with, uh, Ishida, you know, he had a right, he doesn't like Soul, Reaver, Soul Reapers, so he sort of wants to prove himself above Soul Reapers, but, you know, Ichigo is obviously like, well, your, your grandfather just wanted us to work together, right? So fucking calm down and let's work together, you know? So I kind of figured that, like, oh, Chad and Orihima are going to come in, so there's going to be this, like, you know, mutual desire to protect each other and fight in one each other, one another, but then... But now. Instead, Ichigo just, uh, Ichigo and, um, Ishida just sort of handle it, um, basically. Nah, um, no. The, the other two just stare at the window and say, well, we're going to watch this play out and then then we'll decide right so i was kind of expecting a bit more of a character moment from them which maybe we'll get in the next arc because um are they going to go to soul society with everyone maybe i don't know um i don't remember actually but um although but i guess what you what you have you do have um well i guess you first you get the uh quincy yeah his flashback i mean i already kind of got the idea it's not it's not super hard you know he's his grandfather wanted to work with soul reapers soul reapers are very i don't know they seem to want full power like full control over the um this sort of world they just sort of like no one else but them is allowed to do much kind of um like uh there's a like you know they wanted they did the the mod souls and then no no these are no good we need to destroy them and the, they um did they kill the quincy's i think um yeah because the quincy well because the quincy's destroy souls utterly while soul reapers sort of salvage the souls 
um, of the Hollows. So, and that that there's a because they got to keep the, the two the worlds world. balanced. Because if yes. you just kill the soul, then it doesn't go anywhere, and then there's too many souls in the human world, and this and everything gets fucked somehow because balance. Yeah, um, the fate of the world is already at yeah, stake. I mean, <laughs> so I guess, how, what do you think about the um, actual like? I'm trying to think if we had anything else to say on that. Or do we have anything else to say on that before the end of the fight? I had, um, I do, do, maybe I'm reading too much into it already because this is only the first stretch of chapters, um, but. That's fine. That makes two of us. Go on. (laughs) The the little line about, um, how, like, being around Ichigo activated their latent inborn powers, as it's described. That was a bit of a, that was a bit of a red flag for me because I'm thinking, like, so, and especially with, like, the nature of Ichigo's powers, like, he just has all this strength. So it's, like, granted, he will have to work to try to control that and like hone it better but it it sort of seems to set up the idea that you like your potential is just based off of whatever you have like that like yeah well i mean i also mentioned it before because you you know did well with orihime and chad they also had their sort of you know yeah or that's what you just said but it's like um well it's like how much like what what i'm also kind of wondering is how much like coincidence is going on here like because i know like there are like mastermind type characters so I'm just wondering, like, well, because, like, Rukia chose of her own volition to give Ichigo his Soul Reaper powers, but I'm wondering if, like, someone had, like, some master plan to make sure that happens, and I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Um, I have no could. idea if that's the case. This is just, this is just, like, well, it's just the thing with Shonen storytelling, like, because this shit happened in Naruto, like, five times, like, um, with Madara and Obito and Kaguya, and, um, and the it, it might chef. be wise to have that in mind for, like, thinking about this now, like, what, what, like, because, yeah, Ruk- again, Rukia giving Ichigo's powers was of her own volition. You know, there's no, there can't, there shouldn't have been any mastermind, like, plan there. Like, maybe the hollow was sent there for, I don't know, maybe, just sort of opening myself up to the possibility. Like, I have again, I haven't been spoiled on this, if this is the case. Honest, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just, like I said, opening myself up to that possibility. And especially so, considering that what, there are all these people, like, in Ishi, or Ishida's, in Ichigo's class. Like, you've got the Quincy there, you've got Chad, who... But Badu, he's got spirit energy, and uh, Orihime, who has spirit energy. Um, I don't know. It just seems yeah, seems a yeah. little concerning because, like, the way it was described as them having these powers, like they were just born with them. Um, kind of goes against what, or at least the idea that Naruto seemingly was trying to explore there, and what a lot of other stories like it will try to explore that, yeah, like anybody could be this thing, and it's like about. I mean, it could be something kind of like Nen or like Chakra, where it's like everybody has it, but who can actually yeah. use it? Well, because I mean, to think about like uh, Ishida versus Ichigo, like Ichigo is very much like Ichigo is like almost a natural born genius, while Ishida is the one who trained and mass like because you know he he has much more nuance and control over his abilities. Like when Ichigo overextends his energy and nearly dies, Ishida is the one who saves it. Well, Ishida was both the one who like informed him how to do that on accident like Ichigo's like oh hey I can do that and he does it because he's this fucking talented motherfucker but Ishida's also the one who saves him because he knows more about the mechanics and he knows how it works so he's able to come up with this way to make sure Ichigo doesn't fucking die like on the spot um so you know it's it's a bit of a flip you know you normally expect the the hot-headed main character to be the hard worker but Ichigo like not that he doesn't he doesn't have to learn his abilities and stuff like he has been but he also has, you know, again, he has no fucking clue what he's doing, but he's still really fucking strong. Like, this is like the big, the Menos Grande. He's like this big, big daddy long dick, the, the massive fucking hollow. <laughs> and he just fucking, like, wrecks it um, with, once he, like, oh, oh, I can focus my power like this. And um, he, he just does it, you know, and he spooks it off. 
Um, but before we get to that point, well, because well, I thought that's what I was mentioning before. I was expecting, like, them teamwork, friendship to save the day, but Ichigo just does it. And he still gets saved because, you know, Ishida wanted to help him. Like, he, he might have died otherwise, you know, because Urahara kept Ruki out of it. And that's when I think of the fucking mastermind shit. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Urahara? You're, you're, you're being sneaky and shady. Like, you literally, your eyes are literally shaded by your hat. <laughs> what am I supposed to take from this? You, <laughs> but um, because you know, like I feel like like he could have just done the team attack. You know, like you even had like um Ichigo, <laughs> Gatai, um fusion. They he put his sword on Ishida's head and like yeah. tied it there. So I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, so because I was like, oh, are they gonna do a team attack? But no, he just does it alone. So I don't know. It's interesting. There's some neat stuff going on, but um, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, but, d- so I just hope you, that that is how him? Ichigo will be portrayed. That like he is just like he's unfamiliar with what like with his abilities, so that's why he doesn't know how to use them properly. But like like you said, he quickly kind of picks up like this is how I contain my powers and you know use them in a massive yeah. burst when I didn't know how to do that. Um, but if there see well like if this was like zombie powder then it would have been done to make him look really cool and there would have been no consequences and he would have done it on purpose because he's just that cool. Yeah. But, like, in this case, like, even comparing it to, like, fairy tale is, like, well, because, you know, he 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 overuses his powers and he, he nearly dies, but, it, like, there's actually, like, something comes of it. It's not just to say, like, whoa, he, isn't it cool that he expended so much energy? It, like, there's actually, a, like, you know, it doesn't affect, like, the fighting. Like, there isn't, like, an enemy nearby who's about to kill him because he's weak. But you still get this character moment from Ishida as he decides, like, you know, um, he, he saves him, uh, you know, and it's fine. Like, I was fine with this, even though I've seen this similar trope used worse in other ways, so. Or did you have anything to say on that, like, specifically? Well, like, or... I don't know. I'll be interested to see, like, how Ichigo... Because, like, Ichigo's got to go up against conflicts. And if he's such an overpowered guy, then, like, he'll have to kind of take the role of the underdog at some point. Like, somebody's got to yes. be more powerful than him or whatever. So I'll be interested to see how the, how they play that, how they work that, because of how how overwhelmingly strong this guy is compared to a lot of the guys he's he's gone up against so far. Right. Well, because, like, to, to, to talk about, like, One Piece briefly, because it's, it's actually kind of similar in that Luffy's just way stronger than a lot of the guys he fights early on, but he's held back by sort of his cockiness, his reckliness. recklessness. He's, you know, he's he's going easy because he doesn't give a shit, it's kind of, and that's actually, like, a character flaw that gets explored on, upon later. But with Ichigo, he he more he doesn't know what he's doing, so to speak. Even though he's really he's strong, so you know again it's what how what what will sell it is how it gets ex- expanded on later. Like, is there going to be a moment where it's like it, like imagine like this imagine this, but if he suffer didn't suffer at all, like he immediately knows how to focus his power and use these really strong attacks, and it, um, he's just like fine and he can just do it all the time. Like he can't do this again. That's the thing. Like yeah. we know that, or at least not like this. You know, he's got to learn to hone his powers even stronger, um, to, or even more well, so he can, but he can't, you know, so things are getting established in a way that aren't, that it doesn't just break the rest of the manga. No, no, or, no, 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 Or at least from my, from what we've seen now. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's yeah my, my stuff um, is less of like, oh, this is like a complaint and more of like a concern. Oh no, I didn't say it was, I'm just, yeah, no, exactly. I'm praising it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm just like, I'm just trying to like give you. give my perspective for the the viewers, so no one's like, oh, Mathwiz is already saying that Bleach is awful. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think either of us think it's bad, you know. But um, yeah, and again, it's 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 up to Kubo to sort of like take it from here and sort of capitalize on what he's established and hopefully improve as a storyteller. Because I don't like I did think there's there's nuggets of good stuff here that um you know under a, a better writer would have even been like really nuanced or or strong or good. 
you know, but uh, not that they were bad. It's just like, you know, I could, I could see where it could be improved on a bit, you know, I did it, think but, like, you know, like, art's good. The comedy's fun, but uh, you know, that's not enough to carry a 700 chapter series. Yeah. I mean, I did think it was say? kind of interesting that uh, with the way Ishida was set up here, he seemed to be like he or at least he definitely made himself come off as he was like way more talented, like way more uh, gifted than yeah. Ichigo. But of course, at the very end, he his power is dwarfed compared to Ichigo's. Um, yes. Well, that's why I call him like he's like he's the hard worker character. You know, he's just been working at it for longer. So he comes across as almost because that's a, he's like the rival, you know, or at least thus far. He's he's the Sasuke that Ichigo's Naruto. They even have the same like light hair, dark hair, um, cool and serious versus hothead. But then, but at the same time, it is kind of flipped a bit because um, Ishida, I don't know, Ishida, Ishida comes across to me as more of the hard worker, while Ichigo's the, the talented genius thus far. So, um, well, yeah, because because the arc starts off where Ichida or Ishida is just like one shotting them left and right, and Ichigo's running around like, ah, oh, I gotta find him, I gotta find him and slice him. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, because it's like Ishida like set up a challenge that he has like an inherent advantage in just because he uses ranged attacks. Um, but um, also, I did like I, I did mention before, but like how his like finger got bloody from just how long he was fighting. Yeah. And like there was like a moment where he slipped off of his string, and I was like, ugh, ugh, you know, little it hurt me a little bit. You know, just a little little cringe in pain as I connected. But I, but I thought that that um, was pretty cool because like that was just yes. You know the wear and tear of his powers. I was like, yeah, that that's cool because this guy's like he's been doing this for so long. Like his fingers are all bloodied, but he's still going. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and of course, he, even to the point that he's uh. His arms are getting torn up as he's helping Ichigo, you know, because again, he he you know he wants to their rival, you know, the uh, only I can beat you kind of uh, rival uh, trope that you you get, um, where the, that's usually how like the the antagonist like steps the antagonist rival steps in to help the hero in their time of need, like only I'm the one who's gonna beat you that kind of stuff. So it's fine. You know, tropes are fine. Although I it's... will be interested to see the longevity of this character, considering he has already yeah. been surpassed by Ichigo in power, and the very next arc, he well, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So I guess are we done with the Ishida's arc? And um, because there's one little short bit before we get into before we're finished. So um, um. So yeah, everything sort of gets like wrapped up back to the uh. It's back to the status quo. Ishida fell down some stairs. <laughs> Very um, painful stairs. Oh, um, oh yeah, here's the mistranslation I was mentioning before. Um, the cat comes in, the talking cat, and Urahara calls it uh, Mr. Yoruichi. Um, presumably Yoruichi-san. Um, Yoruichi's a girl. Uh, just, just, uh, they, not that they, they probably didn't know at this point. Um, uh, I just remember hearing the character's name and I had a face to attest and I'm like, wait, and I check and yeah, Yorichi's a girl. So, um, Rest minor mistranslation. Peace. Um, again, they couldn't have known, but, um, it's not major. I just thought I'd point it out. Um, well, yeah, cause, cause the, uh, what, what do they call it? The ending, is it suffix? Is that what I'm thinking of? Whatever the term suffix? is, the, or, what, what do uh, they call honorific. it? Huh? Honorific? Yeah, the honorific. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, cause San isn't gender specific. So yes, exactly. Um, that raised an interesting question later, though. I was like, "What, Mister?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so um, yeah, they're, they're back to the status quo. Every, every, they're, you know, Ichida, Ichida's part of the gang. Um, so, or Ichigo drags him into the gang, <laughs> <laughs> as awkward as it is. Um, I like how Ichigo just says to his friends, "Like, say something funny." <laughs> uh, which is never a good idea because it's it's you can't just math would say something funny. Um, uh, uh. No, Yuki. Yeah, it's uh, good luck. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Rukia, 
she's you know again that sort of like duty versus uh the duty conflict of duty comes up because now she's she now that the soul society has sort of come back she you know she decides that you know she's gonna choose them but she's gonna cut her off self off of the human world so um, yeah because she she knows they'll go after ichigo and she doesn't want them to go after ichigo so right. she sacrifices herself basically exactly um she uh and she she even like tries to like be the antagonist like at the end she's like ichigo fuck off i don't like you you're bad um and then <laughs> it's like okay um i've seen this exact uh thing done better um <laughs> people who know one piece will know exactly what i'm talking about not that this is bad it's just like I'm comparing it to, like, my favorite arc in my favorite series, so uh, oh, good luck, Yeah, that, that's rough. <laughs> but yeah, because, like, she, yeah. she does say that, and you can see, like, she's kind of teary-eyed when she looks back, but... Yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, and and again, too, uh, or, well, the thing about the One Piece comparison is that the One Piece arc actually happened later. Like, this was sterilized first, so it's not even like, oh, Oda did it first. Like, he didn't. But I just do think he did it better. But it's like, again, it's not really a fair comparison because I don't care for Bleach as much as I do um, One Piece. So obviously I'm going to feel that way. Um, but again, like, again, I don't think any of this is like bad. I just um, just thought I'd point that point out the similarity for anyone who will know, who, re- who recognizes it. But um, and, and of course, we'll ha- and then retroactively, you'll get to sort of compare it from the other direction since you'll have this whole arc in mind. Because that's the thing is like, maybe it'll go, it'll go be gone into more in depth later in the soul society arc when because this is like this is what it's what's happening you know there's we're setting up that conflict for the next arc so i guess we could have already cut it off here but um i felt like i don't know we have a nice cliffhanger to end off on you know um but um but yeah i guess before we get to there you know um ishida comes in and i like the little gag where he's like oh um i definitely didn't bring this bag from my house and pretend that i was out shopping um just so i had an excuse to hunt soul reapers (laughs) yeah exactly um, it's like that. That is the worst so excuse I mean, I mean, ever. Yeah, he's 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 just a dork. Uh, he's you know he's cool. But um, and of course we get the names of the Soul Reapers, Renji and Byakuya, who's um, uh, Rukia's brother. Though I guess um, one thing, one thing that I guess the now nah, we'll talk about it later. It's fine. They're brother and sister. That's all we need to know. But um, but yeah, well, because I guess you were talking about how like Ishida got wrecked, and but like I, the thing is he's wounded too, so I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's at full potential. Well, yeah, that um, yeah, that, so, that's that's fair to consider. But, yeah, there's room to say like, okay, maybe we're gonna get like maybe we're gonna get a Renji Ishida rematch in the next arc, and re- uh, Ishida will perform better. Um, so because like I said, he is weakened, but um, it's oh yeah, and we cut back to Ichigo, and he's like he's looking at Rukia's note, and. Um, she's fucking Rukia. She does this like goofy fucking like riddle thing, with a secret message. That's not really that hard to actually uncover, but it's just like it's Rukia. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and Urahar comes in because he knows Urahar. Like that's the thing. That's why I consider him, the, him the, like potentially the secret manipulator character. Is he's just like he's got this like omniscience to him. Like he's like, oh yeah, what's up? You need help? Ichigo? Yeah, he always um, seems to show up at the right moment. Exactly. And, um, because he did it too at the, with the Kananji stuff where he, um, helped Ichigo get out of, get into, into his soul reaper form when Rukio was tied up. So, or with the, the guards and stuff. But, um, Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, he's got that, that, uh, yeah, that, 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 um, timeliness of him that just, just makes me suspicious of him. Okay. Like, come on. He, like, again, his eyes are in shadow. Uh, if, if this does, if I like, don't think that I've like been spoiled on this thing specifically. I, I just, what am I supposed to assume? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not wrong, right? I'm watching um, you, Wazowski. Always <laughs> watching. <laughs> we've, we've got our eyes on this hat and clogs guy. Yeah. We're watching him. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
you know, Kon's sad that he doesn't get to go help Rukia, and Ichigo goes, he fights with Renji. He kind of gets wrecked, but then he gets unwrecked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, oh, and yeah, like, Renji does this thing where he transforms his sword. Um, I, I, is that Bonkai? Um, I don't know if you've heard the term Bonkai. I've heard the term, um, but I have no idea what it means. Gotcha. I think I, know, I think that's Bonkai, which is basically, everyone sort of has a superpower, I guess, or a couple superpowers, and one of them is called Bonkai. So I, I keep that in mind. We'll, we'll learn about it next, uh, maybe not in the next stretch of chapters, but in the next arc. Um, but yeah, uh, Ichigo and Renji fight for a bit, and, you know, Rukia kind of helps Ichigo. Ichigo, oh yeah, this weird thing where his, like, the, like, the string on his sword gets cut, and he somehow gets, like, superpowered, like, a boost. Like, is it, like, a seal on his sword? And, like, he's even weak. Like, <sighs> see, now we're having this sort of, like, um, you know, the QB was only a half potential moment where I'm just like, how strong is Ichigo? Like, what the fuck? Like, yep. was he, even when he did that super strong attack, was he already, like, weaker than normal? Like, what ha- what's happening here? See, I, w- yeah, like, um, I wasn't sure if, if that he- breaking was, like, if that was an example of, like, oh, well, now his power is unleashed, or if it was, like, this was a restraint on his power. Um, right, like, I'm not sure what to say. Like, it's obviously not supposed to be explained at this point. Uh, it's just one of those things we need to keep in mind. But, it, like, again, if if it's, like, worst-case scenario is, like, he if he, like, you know, if he removes it, he's even stronger and, like... Um, I don't know if that was but, maybe, but like... At that, but then at the same time, like, I'm, I'm worried about the power scaling, basically. Because even then, like, even after he gets his power boost, he just gets fucking destroyed by Byakuya, who just teleports behind him and just fucking, like, one-shot, like, one-shots him pretty much. Like, oh, you're sl- too slow even to fall. And, like, goddamn. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to take from that yet. You know, again, I'm not gonna. I don't know if maybe the if maybe that it, was supposed little... to be like a follow up to the previous arc where like he's like it's a, you have to control your power, but like it's it doesn't have a faucet. So like how can I how can I decrease it? So like was that his his faucet? Was that the the limiter? Yeah, but well, well, it's it's weird that it's like a physical thing on a sword rather than something you know inward, which you know would um but um I don't know we'll we'll have to wait and give our full judgment on that later. So, you know, all I'll say for now is I am a little worried about the power scaling, um, but we'll see how it turns out. Um, Although the shape of the one guy's sword, this is a little off topic, but how did you feel about, um, how did you feel about Gamma's chainsaw sword from Zombie Powder? I totally forgot that it was a chainsaw sword because Gamma just, like, whenever Gamma was on screen and, like, fighting my brain, I could just hear my brain, like, trying to seep out of my ears. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't. Didn't uh, he had a chainsaw sword? Cool. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I'm, I think I'm trying to block out zombie powder out of like my memory. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a smart decision. I'd rather read Bleach. Because because <laughs> it just reminded me, um, this guy's sword, how he had like the the uh, sharp it's sword, like the separated not sharp. Yes, like... that's yeah. Yes, a sharp sword. He had a sharp sword. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's like, it's like a separated, like, set of scythes, almost, or it's got, like, jagged edges on it, kind of. Um, it's got teeth. Yeah, it's teeth, that's, thank you. (laughs) That's the word I was looking for, teeth. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rukia, um, she saves him, but then she's like, uh, uh, no, uh, know your place, boy. Um, I'm, uh, evil now, I'm, and, but, uh, you know, obviously she isn't, and then she leaves, they, they go through the door, Ichigo's bleeding on the ground, and we're done. Uh oh, big cliffhanger! What's gonna happen? Uh, no, that that was sounded really sarcastic. I didn't mean it to, like negatively, but um, you know, they're obviously gonna go chase her. And who see what 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 I don't remember is like who's coming with because I obviously think like all these characters that have been established: Ishida, uh, Kon, um, Orihime. Well, no, Kon might have to stay. Well, that's and that's the other thing is like I feel like like how long are they gonna be at Soul Society, and how is that gonna affect? Cause the 
the status quo of them just being in the human world has been established so much, like, it's, I feel like it would be notable that, like, suddenly, like, half the fucking, you know, these four kids are just gone for, like, weeks. Like, how are they gonna, or is, is, is it gonna be, like, a soul society is, like, there's a time thing where they can be in there for, like, a year, and it's only, like, a week in real life or something? Like, I don't know. Um, the hyperbolic soul society chamber. Yeah. <laughs> soul society chamber. Oh, yeah, that's a can of worms right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're thinking this, and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, the soul society arc, because um, I know it's, like, the next two sessions we have are the soul society. Yes. So I'm yes. thinking, like, we'll... once that ends, like, we've already got this status quo. Uh, depending on who goes with, like, after this arc, how do you kind of go back to this? Like, how are those characters going to be cut? Like, how are they going to be relevant again? Yeah. If Kubo well, even tries to keep long, them relevant. Yeah, it's, it's a long arc. So it's like, how do they just like, oh, back to the school antics. And I don't think that's going to, and if they do, I don't, from what I know, that doesn't really stick for very long. Um, except for there's, there is one arc later, I guess, that takes place in the human world again, maybe. And I guess most arcs start in the human world. Like, um, so I don't know. It's uh, we'll, we'll just have to keep that in mind. Um, so... Yeah, I have a couple, uh, I do have one, and I do have one thing from a plot uh, reveal later that I still want to say, but I'm not, I'm going to say it when we learn about it, because, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess we're done for now. Do you have any closing thoughts on the first arc of Bleach? I feel like we've already given enough of our opinions, but, um, well, if there was anything else you wanted to say. Well, maybe as less of a closing thought, but more of a, a foreshadowing to next time. Um, I had already said this to you in private, but this, this certainly felt like this is the big turning point. Like, this is going to be the real start of the journey. This is when things kick off. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not super invested. Like, that beginning felt yeah. a little, a little clunky to me, so I'm skeptical, but hopeful. So yeah, I I well I'm not sure if I'd say like I like see with my investment it's it's I'm not sure if I'm invested in the story so much as I'm invested in the idea of me finally reading Bleach after so long because again <laughs> I've already gone through this material before so I don't know I like I I want to see what happens I do want to read more Bleach you know well yeah yeah same um, here like I'm, so I'm, I guess that's I'm some happy investment. to finally read Bleach as well because it's one of the big stories yeah. that everyone likes to talk about and I haven't read it yeah yeah. But on the same... And there's, you know, there's definitely things to like, uh, more than a few, enough things to like, you know? Um, the question is, like, where... Like, that's that's the biggest concern, is where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, because just knowing how the arcs are structured, knowing some of the general complaints I've been hearing... Oh, yeah, that's... A, okay, uh, I should have mentioned this earlier, but... Um, so, yeah, Bayaka teleports behind Ichigo. Um, this is kind of just a meme in general, just, like, um, asterisk, teleports behind you, asterisk, just, like... Because it's just, um, I'm going to keep a teleports behind you count for Bleach. Like, every time it happens, um, I'm going to keep count. <laughs> so, keep, let's see how much, because I know it's, it's, it's not the last time it happens. Um, you know, just a character moving so fast that they, they're they suddenly behind the, the character they're fighting. Um, so, yeah, keep, let's, uh, let's count. Um, <laughs> Alright, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think I've said everything on Bleach that I have to say for now. And, uh, yeah, keep, I'm curious to see where it goes from here. Cause you know, I can see ways it'll, in which it'll, you know, be solid or good or at least decent. And I can see ways in which it'll can fail utterly. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, like for me, uh, I said that bl- the fun moments are fun. The serious moments are so, and I know the story is <laughs> going to become more serious. So I might become That's, more yeah. Eh. jaded. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we're gonna expect a few bleach rants. Yeah, because like the, the difference <laughs> with with Naruto um, was that like the earlier portion was goofier, but I wasn't super invested in the goofiness of Naruto. Um, yeah. Whereas with Bleach, I am. So if that starts to be stripped away, what am I gonna be left with? I right, don't know. Right. 
Well, like it's like with Naruto, the the parts you liked were expanded on later, which is why you liked part two better yeah. ultimately. So yeah, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Anyway, um, all right. So yeah, thank you for listening, and we will catch you two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.